And we're live. Uh, we're live everywhere else. It's uh, it's uh, it's another episode without Tony. No, you know, you know, you know. Sometimes you ask you ask a lot of a guy like show up for a show, and you know sometimes it's unfortunate what happens with that. You know, Kev. At first, I was like, "Oh, afraid you, know, you were petrified." No, no, I thought it was funny when you were like, "Oh, Tony hates guests." Like you were up to this this conspiracy theory right but now dude it's time and time again bro i feel like since the, the episode you said it and i'd have to go back and, and look uh i'm pretty sure he has missed every single guest with the exception of last week when he put the fucking the stupid mask on yeah and then he joined carl frederick's late you know what matt here's the deal here's the deal this is this is the this is the litmus test for Tony. And you know he won't be listening to this until like next week. So maybe I know you've the schedule is well planned out. But maybe you like book I see it's tough though, because I like to get the guests in, talk about them, interview them, and then just go on our power. Right. My question um, is who who to, Kevin, who do we have to book? I mean I don't think it gets any more better than Caprice Coleman. No, Caprice Coleman will be joining us uh, tonight. Ring of Honor announcer extraordinaire. Great professional wrestler in his own right. Very talented guy. Uh, see, Tony, so if we book a guest at like 745, would Tony be here for that? Or would he make an excuse where like, oh, I could be here for from 7 to 738. Then at 738, my kids got, my 27-year-old child's got, Religion homework. You know what? That's a that's another thing, right? We got a couple different excuses. Oh, and of course. When we call him out on one, another one that goes through the Rolodex. So look, I mean, okay. We had uh Anthony Henry at nine o'clock, and I don't think Tony was here for that one. No, we had a stream of the, of those boys that were great. Uh, uh Carl Fredericks, uh, he was late too. Right, uh, Khan. I don't even know if he was there for Khan. Yeah, I don't remember. It's uh, cute. Alex, I remember Alex Coglin. I don't think he was there. Um, I think he was there for Sean Donovan. He was there for Moses because I wasn't there. He was not there for Big F and Vin or Lash Larue. I think that's because he was away. That's okay. That's the pass. Um, who who else? I feel like I don't think he was there for Dante Smiley. Maybe he was. Hmm. It's 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 as of recent that he yeah, has been playing this game and and the streak continues. Uh and I mean if if we're gonna play up the gimmick, he, he was not here last week. Magenta was here. Yeah, all right. I'll I'll go with you on that. If we're gonna play up the gimmick, I don't you know. Yeah. No, I love the gimmick. And... Which one? Magenta or Tony Hates Guests? Well I I love that Tony hates guests is actually a reality, but I hate that he hates guests. Like, you know what I mean? Now he, well, he's going to come on and maybe he like puts this on. Maybe he's one of the two people that watch the open of the show right now. Um, and maybe he's going to come on and try and defend himself. All right. If he's sick, I'll give him a pass because, but it's just, it was so, the timing was so convenient. Here's my thing. 
if he's sick, sick, if he's sick last night, he, he would have passed. But he started with, my kid is sick. My wife has an appointment, a late night appointment. His kid's like 25. I don't know what his sick kid has to do, what he has yeah. to do with his sick kid. Then today he was behind on his shoot job. I don't know oh, what his I hate is. that freaking term. I don't know what his his working job is, but his shoot job oh, is he's so many excuses. Yeah, what's yeah, what Tony, what's your working job? Do I do do we is this this isn't a working job? And I thought like hardly a well, that's not fair either. I thought like Caprice Coleman, fellow commentator. Tony's a big fan of the NWA. Caprice resurfaces in the NWA. This is like perfect. Beautiful, Asian Joe. Beautiful. No, Tony, there must be a guest tonight. Yes, sir. There is. And that guest is Caprice Coleman. Matt, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. There's just a lot of dots that are being connected here. Uh, something that may have started off as a joke, maybe, in fact, now, reality. Is, do you think he's working us? And like he's like playing along to it. I don't know what, but why? Like he likes Caprice Coleman. He's a fan of. I don't see why he would. Why wouldn't you want to talk yeah. to these people, right? Yeah, that's a great point. Like, but, but let's like when we do these interviews, primarily, it's you and me asking the questions for the most part. Is that is that fair? I'm not. I'm not shitting on Tony for that aspect of it. But primarily, it's you and me getting like a, a really good groove. And yeah, roll. I mean, look, I don't know if he is not familiar with some of the guests or he just likes to sit and listen. Um, yeah, I don't know, though. I, I really don't know. I would imagine, you know, he is a very busy man. That's he true. Full time job. He has a wife. He has a child. Like, yeah, this I is. Mean, I I think for me. Like, I've had a hellish week. I've been fucking busy. This is like, I couldn't wait to do this tonight just so I could have my little block of time to just hang out with the guys That's what I'm and talking talk about, about wrestling and have these wonderful people join us in the chat and talk to Caprice Coleman, have some laughs. I figured that would he would, like, this is his time, right? I don't yeah. think he does any other podcasts. No, not that I'm aware of, no. Uh, we're going to have, we might have to, like, go, like, Dr. Phil on his ass later. And try to dissect what the real issue is. I'm actually really good at that. Now, he may just deflect. Mm, yeah, well, you know, that's a signal, too. And it just might turn to, into us running in circles. And I don't think that'll be super entertaining. But I guess we'll cross that bridge when we get there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. I mean, at the end of the day, we're we're clearly, obviously kidding on the square. But it, the, the pattern is there. I'm not kidding. I think he oh. hates guests, Kevin. I think I think he does, too. And your observation about when we have a guest on I told it, you. It, it it's more credence to to the fact he he doesn't ask questions he sits there he does this this one or he leans really far into his chair look yep. you might you might have some well matt i've worked uh at the the police department for five years now so you see stuff you read stuff you hear stories, you pick up on some certain things. Like if I wish they would let like regular people be detectives. <laughs> like, cause I think I would be a tremendous detective. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like I I Detective Garifo, if nothing else, would be a great TV series. 
All right, well, get to writing it, buddy. Damn it. You son of a bitch. Get on it, man. Look, you got it. You're a comedian. (laughs) Write a fucking pilot for Detective Garifo and his shenanigans. You know what? I I did have an idea for a pilot a a while ago, and you're kind of... Are we up against it right now? No. Um, I had an idea for a pilot, like, years and years ago. It was kind of like an Everybody Loves Raymond type deal. It was a guy who was forced... Who like through all these weird shenanigans had to him and his wife had to end up living with his mother and also his mother-in-law all under the same roof and it was called mother lover wow that's unbelievable that's right thanks hulk the hulkster loves it thanks, get the right man it was a long time ago though good asian joe you and every other internet sleuth on the interwebs whoa whoa is that a shot asian joe uh, I don't know how closely you follow the murder uh, on the, uh, the murder and the true crime, but some of those internet people, those uh, internet detectives, are really fucking good. Oh, I'm not saying that. I, um, all right, not you. Right. I was essentially saying. I'm just talking about the the observing. Like, I can't do what they do in terms of like finding like evidence and all that crazy nonsense. Right. All I know is that I could read a person because I could tell. Just, just based on the people I'm around with every day for the last five years. So, Detective Garifo in the house. Well, Detective, we have a jam-packed show. Caprice Coleman joins us. Tony is supposed to join us at some point, uh, but who knows? Maybe he's got a raccoon in his chimney now, or his basement is flooded. Uh, the next hour, maybe Matt. Maybe he's doing a podcast with Ian Riccoboni right now. That's you know what? Anything is possible. The Magenta Files uh, could be a Ooh, thing. Now that's a show. Um, <laughs> I place I place second I place second lead on that. To totally. I here's the thing with Magenta, right? I couldn't be on screen when he was because I was just laughing. Yeah, like I tried to keep a really straight face, but Magenta's ridiculous. I it have it would have to be like, oh my god, I should set up like Tuesday afternoon interviews with Magenta, like just fucking five minutes of magenta and somebody and him just being ridiculous if we didn't do this show on monday you would be able to call it like magenta mondays i mean we still could we could it could be like a preview show in the afternoon yeah that's a good point but you know he doesn't like guests i don't know if magenta does magenta Magenta loves guests clearly does he i I mean he was all in on, on on the stark attack uh, Billy Stark's latest episodes in the archive over at ShiningWizards.com. Big show tonight. Caprice Coleman joins us soon. We got some New Japan Pro Wrestling to talk about wrestling. Don Taku. We got picks. The fallout from uh, Rebellion, our first Impact show since Rebellion. AEW at a banner week. Uh, MLW's got a big show coming up. Uh, lots of newses and notes. Kevin has a top five for us tonight. Oh, this is going to be a doozy. Next. I got to hit all the buttons now. Hold on, Kevin. So right. here next. Oh, well, that, there gonna, we go. Show and show on the Shining Wizards oh. Wrestling Podcast. Yeah. Nice. The following is a presentation of the Shining Wizards Network, broadcasting live on rantiumradio.com and available on all podcast platforms and at shiningwizards.com. Follow us on social media at Wizards Podcast. Check out our merchandise at merch.shiningwizards.com. Do your Amazon shopping at amazon.shiningwizards.com. And become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash wizards podcast. As always, we thank you for your continued support. And now, enjoy the show. This is a raging cage on Lash LaRue. 
and you are listening to my friends and brothers. They are gentlemen. They are scholars. They are my boo companions. This is the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. You like that? That you like that Lash Larue line? You didn't want Mister La La again, did no. you? No. All right. So that's the that's the biggest plus of him not being here right now. <laughs> <laughs> Is that you actually selected that's a relevant the biggest liner? Plus? Yeah, dude. That was that might have been the best liner. This show could be the best episode ever with Caprice, and I'm sure it will be. If you listen to one thing, go back and listen to the to that Lash Larue liner, baby. It literally took me seconds to pull that from the email and put it on the soundboard. Uh, so sorry to disappoint. Oh, sorry to disappoint. What was that? Uh, I thought um, I forget that you have access to comment. So I actually thought Dickhead was watching. <laughs> oh no, no, that's me. That's the shiny. <laughs> that's me. Because Asian Joe asked, "Why don't you become a PI?" Because we were talking about me becoming a detective, which I'm clearly too old for. And then so I said, because I don't know technology and I would need to know how to work like crazy cameras and and spy on people, which I wouldn't feel comfortable with. Are you too old? That Joe Kenta guy has been around forever. He's like so, a thousand. So different. You're I'm too old to become a municipal officer, but there's no age limit if I wanted to become an Essex County Sheriff's officer. Get it, son. Right. You could do that at any age. There's no limit. So you could be like 60 and decide to become a sheriff. No limit soldiers. Um, so I just want to throw. So for those of you that may have tuned in last week or you downloaded the podcast, and you're hoping to listen to Maria Canellis. Um, there was a scheduling conflict. She got held up at the airport in uh, Poughkeepsie because uh, that's where they were doing uh, impact. Poughkeepsie. I can never say that freaking Poughkeepsie. So uh, she wasn't on the show. We we're going to try and reschedule for Thursday afternoon. Just it didn't work out. So um, I heard her women's wrestling army was successful. Uh, a lot of great stuff came out of it. We will. I will get her on this show. Um, how, how do you watch the women's wrestling army? Was that on fight? I, Kevin, I think it was on IWTV. Okay. Cause I was, I was very interested and it almost kind of, we were hyping it up so much and we were very excited about it. But then like, just like that, like I totally, it totally slipped my mind. It was a very busy week in wrestling. That's a good point. Very busy. And I was a very busy man, so I was uh, way behind on the eight ball. How are you doing, Kevin? Oh, couldn't be better. Couldn't be better. Oh, do I have to do this? Hold on. I have to do the thing, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's the game. Um, Welcome, everyone. uh, You're you're listening uh, live on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube. And, of course, wherever you download podcasts, we're in your ear holes. Uh, It's the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast, episode 583, where it's wrestling talk. And talk about wrestling. Uh, I am Matt. And this is KJG. Yes. Okay. Sorry. I'm not Oof. used to doing the. Uh, 
the- I could take that off your hands next time. It's just you and me. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, um, but I forgot. I forgot about it too. Just like I forgot about Women's Wrestling Army. Well, true. Our good friend Matthew Birch, the True Prince of Pro, the Women's Wrestling Army show hasn't premiered yet. I'm assuming it'll be on IWTV soon. If I had to guess, well, there it is. That's the answer. So let's keep uh, our fingers on the pulse. But Kevin, how have you been? I'm sorry, I cut you off there. No, I'm I'm good, man. Uh, other than like craziness at work, it's just been absolutely a delightful week. I watched a lot of wrestling, which I can't say that I do every single week. I watch the usuals, but today I went nuts. Or not today, this weekend I went nuts. Watched a four-hour New Japan show. Watched me some Impact Wrestling. Watched me some AE Dub. Watched me some NWA Power. So we're in it to win it, baby. I love it. I love every single bit of it. Uh, and Tony, if you missed the cold open, will be joining us uh, shortly. And Caprice should be joining us shortly. Um, I had a hellish week as well. So, oh, no. oh, yeah, I forgot to ask. How are you? I am okay. It was. It's starting to get busy at work. So uh, summertime. Yeah. So I had a, a very long weekend, and uh, I did not get to watch the New Japan show till last night, and uh, I had to I had to break it up because I couldn't keep my eyelids open because I had to. I was up early on Sunday, and then I worked Sunday night at the restaurant. So I had to work today too because my wife is not around. My wife. She is on a turkey hunt. <laughs> All right. That's I'm only real. laughing because I've read an article today about this turkey in Washington, D.C. that's been terrorizing people on this bike trail. Okay. <laughs> and so if she could go down to D.C., she'd be helping a lot of people out. I, she is not in D.C., um, but she is in southern Jersey, somewhere down by like Vineyard. Vineland. Vineland. They got good turkeys there. So uh, she's very excited about it. She left yesterday morning. And uh, so I was home. I was home by myself last night and I'm home all night by myself tonight. And she'll be back tomorrow. She's on a turkey hunt. She's getting up at like three o'clock in the morning. to hunt turkey. <laughs> so she is in Millville. 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 Oh, my God. That's so crazy. Uh, nothing. Anyway, go ahead. That's yeah, way, way down there. Yeah. So she's down there doing turkey hunt. So I had to work lunch for her today. So. Uh, you know, double-edged sword catch 22 works, not busy on Mondays and on a rainy shitty day. I got a lot done for the podcast, but I was up early and I emailed the info over to Caprice. So Matt, can I read this? The the first paragraph of this article to you? Yeah. Go nuts. Turkey talk, baby. A Turkey terrorizing Washington DC, DC residents has crossed the state boundaries into Maryland and is eluding five agencies from as many jurisdictions. (laughs) It's the most freak. It's most frequent haunt is the Anastasia River Walk Trail near the Kenilworth Gardens, just east of the United States National Arboretum, and not too far from the D.C. border with Maryland. This turkey is ter- it's, it's it's gone federal, Matt. I don't fuck with no turkey, man. Turkeys are turkeys are mean. They're yeah. mean creatures, and they'll follow you if you try to leave and run away. They'll follow you. I I got into an incident with a turkey not too long ago. Did you really? Like, well, it actually was long ago, but it went into my neighbor's backyard where their little puppy was. And I thought the turkey was going to F up the puppy. So, like, I come out with, like, this is a, Matt, I swear to you on my life, on everyone that's important to me's life. I walk out there with, because they're not home. Well, no, one's home, but they're out, they were elderly. So I go out there with a garbage can lid and a broom. 
and I'm going to make sure this turkey doesn't hurt this dog. And the turkey literally jumps over the fence. It doesn't fly, but it literally goes up over a fence that was probably about four feet. And then it starts coming at me. And I run. I evade the turkey. Of course you did. I had to, but I was literally prepared to fight this turkey. But it, the main objective was get it out of the yard with the puppy. So, And you were successful. Yes. The turkey did not harm the puppy. Well, that is good news. That's great news. It's great news. Like, so it was like 15 years ago, maybe longer. That ago. is a long time ago, sir. Yeah. But it's, it's such a crazy story. that How can, how can you forget it? Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> Duly noted. Uh, Kevin, let me ask you another question. Oh, I don't know how active you are in the Twitter machine, but have you been uh it's JJ Rogue, man? He has been celebrating his win. It's pretty Yeah, well, you know, as we I mean I'm no selling him. Um Okay, that's smart. I like that. But but I'm also not he earned it. He earned that W through my failures. Like I he he didn't beat me. You beat yourself. I beat myself, but he happens to reap the rewards of me beating myself which is fair yeah if you uh you have i don't know if you if you did now that there's a video component to the podcast if you watch uh you have to watch when you say rick flair uh b and tony's faces are horrifying matt i think i got like i think i, I still have it right here i think the list uh, <laughs> i literally got my first like four guesses were wrong Rick Flair. Yep. Now the, the question was for those who may not have listened was who were the people that won their first WWE championship at WrestleMania? Right. My guests were Ric Flair, Undertaker. Yep. I believe I got to Brock Lesnar. Oh no, I didn't get to any of them because Ric Flair was wrong. Right. But I don't so, think Brock was right either. No, Brock was ter- was one hundred percent wrong. He won it at SummerSlam against The Rock, I think. And. <laughs> Uh, who else did I have? I had Shawn Michaels, which was right. Austin, which was right. John Cena, yep. which was right. Yep. Oh, I had Eddie Guerrero, which was wrong. Right. Yes. Ultimate Warrior, which was right. I don't remember if Seth Rollins was right or not. Seth Rollins was right. Yes. Yeah. And then Yokozuna and John Cena. So, but the first one, with such confidence, I said Ric Flair. Oh, did you ever? I just sent uh, Caprice an email, bro. If why if he uh, does not show up tonight because of uh, some malfeasance on my end. I'm going to be upset with myself. What, what would be the malfeasance? I don't know. I said, I, I mean, I did book him a couple weeks ago, but he retweeted it like two days ago, three yeah. days ago. So we're, we're maybe I get, listen, if this morning. life happens, man. Maybe, you know what? Maybe Caprice thought Tony was going to be here and maybe Caprice hates Tony. Maybe Caprice has some real things he has to deal with. Yeah. Not, Unlike fake, you know, not, fake news Tony. Not excuse Rolodex dunk. All right, well, let's talk. What What do you want to talk about? We got we're we're waiting for Caprice. He could be running a few minutes late, so um, I don't want to go into the New Japan because that's going to be oh, the that's deep. Not, that's going to be the deep dive of the of the show. Yeah, I got a, I got a lot to talk. About. Oh, I have my notes here. Well, AW was was they did Dynamite. I have true fair to be fair to be fair. Uh, all transparency. I have yet to watch. <laughs> this is how busy I am. Didn't do the podcast Wednesday night because I was working. Still haven't seen Dynamite. Still haven't seen Rampage. I do know uh, what happened. 
So we could talk about that a little bit. I heard Dax and Cash was a fucking banger. Oh, yes. And everything about that match made me happy. The fact that they got to wrestle each other in the Owen Hart uh, Memorial Cup. And then, like, on social media, all, like, this, like you know, they were doing it with CM Punk, too, where CM Punk would do Bret Hart moves. And they, right. would com- and they would show the side-by-sides of CM Punk doing it and Bret Hart doing it. Same thing with Dash uh, and uh, or Cash and Dax. And they wore the 1997 Tribute uh, Heart Foundation gear that matched the the backs of the leather jackets that they would wear in 1997. Dude, it was it was so cool. And it, the match, I mean, the match, I mean, it's the two guys know each other better than anyone in the, that can know either one of them combined. So that that was just ah such a cool moment. And it gave me hit me in the feels. Hit me yeah, right I'm, in the feels. I'm, I'm very excited to uh to watch snow. Stop it. Uh-oh. That's gonna uh, be a no, my, my watch does the uh, you know the voice thing. I'm very excited to watch it and watch dynamite. Um because I heard some good things. Surprised to see that they're they're playing hot potato with the TNT championship. I'm not. And I don't and I don't even care about I don't even like not that I don't not that I don't care. I don't mind it. I don't mind that they do that. Okay. Because it's a feud. These guys, it shows that these guys are completely evenly matched, and on any given night, anyone can beat the other one. So it, why, why have the title be defended if there's not a possibility it can change? Fair enough. Just, just make it a non-title match. So the fact that it went back and forth, back and forth, then absolutely no issue with it whatsoever. And other than Sammy Guevara being a complete freaking lunatic, um. I, it was it was pretty dope. Now, does it have to be a ladder match every single time? Does there have to be barbed wire and everything every single time? I don't think so, but that's just personal preference. No, I, I agree. I don't think it needs to be a gimmick match every time, but I, I think for the story purpose, it fit. Uh, here's something that makes me cringe. What's that? Uh, guess what? It involves wrestling fans. Um if you listen to this podcast or the Wednesday night podcast, the Mark Order podcast, you know, I do not like Sammy Guevara one bit. Okay. Don't like the character. Don't like the stuff with Tay. Not a fan. Right now you're, you don't like this recent incarnation of him. Did you have any right. problem with him as inner circle, Sammy no. or no problem. Face Sammy? Okay. No. And <laughs> excuse me. Oh. At some point, it's fun for me to act like a complete maniac and complain about Sammy Guevara. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, there's a small population of people who are like happy he got hurt because they don't like him. Like, stop! What? Stop! Oh, what I think I, you? I think I saw someone tweet about that, and I think whoever does the mark order Twitter uh, responded to it. So like, uh, Ryan Schlong, he's he's the he runs the mark order Twitter. It's uh, it's silly. You're being silly. Yeah, like rooting actively rooting for someone to get hurt where he's like. Other than that one little slip up, he's been nothing but like a genuine, like good dude. You know, like the slip up I'm talking about with the Sasha. Yeah, with where he said he'd yeah, 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 yeah. But so other than that, like he's done like which again is not those small potatoes, but it's he made he apologized and he went to he-, he got help and he got suspended and he came back and has been awesome ever since. So like other than that, like wishing for for like, a genuinely who all accounts is a nice guy, rooting for injury on him it's like i'm a jets fan right hated tom brady my entire life 
I would never I can't relate to you on this one, Kevin. I'm sorry. What do you mean? You were going to say you would never root for Tom Brady to get hurt. I you would root. For- I pray every. It's the only thing I pray to. I pray to my Miami Dolphins head that his feet fall off, both of them, like Kamala. All right. Wow. All right. So yeah. No. So no. <laughs> That's you're, you're well. You're just as bad as a wrestling fan. You're you're the same. It's probably you. You're the same guy. <laughs> you were. You literally just said the most hypocritical thing I've ever oh. heard in my entire life. There's uh, people listening and watching right now that definitely feel the same way about Tom Brady as I do. Now, there's people in New England and maybe Tampa Bay. I don't understand how that works. Who have raging Tom Brady boners? They probably have twelve painted on their ding dongs, uh, and it excites them when they just hear the name Tom Brady or TB. Uh, I uh, hate Tom Brady. I hate Tom Brady too. All right, let's burn his house to the ground. No, but no, first all, I don't inside of it. All right. And all his Super Bowl rings. Oh my God. Oh my God. Dude, dude, dude. Take a step back. Take a breath. Okay. Just his wife. All right. So what, what does his wife have to do with anything? I don't know. We'll take the kids out of it though. No kids, no animals. But the rings and all the balls. All right. So let me pick somebody right else than Tom Brady. No, it's okay. I get what you're saying, Kevin. I'm just being silly. You are being silly. Right, like if Tom Brady really gets hurt, I'm not like good. He deserves it. Yeah. When he loses, I'm like fuck that guy. Oh, He's of course. And I would be all for if you want to say that he gets hurt and misses a few games. Not now, but then, and misses a few games. Then I'd be like dope. Like as long as he's as long as he's okay, and as long as he's gonna be he's gonna be fine. If he gets hurt and misses a few games, I'm not shedding any tears. Just to be clear on that. Yes. But I mean, I would never want anything monumental. Like that Sammy Guevara spot was scary. Also, uh, wrestling is fake, right? Like these guys play professional sport. Now, this is, it's written into like, there's a story, right? All right. Right. Tom Brady breaks your heart. He breaks your heart. That's not like, oh, it could have gone another way. Your team was shitty and Tom Brady beat them. This is like, this is like soap operas for men. There's a story here. Like you're supposed to be entertained. You're not supposed to be like so invested that he not only does he lose, but he gets like seriously hurt. And you're like fucking cheering for that. Like what he guys, well, it's not that serious. Here's, here's what I think we talked about this last week or the week before it's a guy. It's a good looking dude. Who's got a good looking girl and he's wrestling fans are super jealous. So they wish and in their warped, creepy minds, they feel like if Sammy Guevara is out of the picture, maybe, just maybe. Maybe they'll sell their house for Tay Conte. They'll sell their house for Tay Conte. They'll sell Tom Brady's house for Tay Conte. You fucking idiots. You morons. Also, here's a news flash. People, Twitter is not like fucking real life. You gotta Twitter says fake is wrestling. You guys got to take a break, man. There's people and they got you got to take a fucking fiver. You really do. I don't give a shit about anything you tweet about. No, take a so fucking, you... take a take a fiver, bro. Seriously, from three to seven, I'm tweeting like a maniac. You're fucking, <laughs> you're fucking hot. T- you're tweeting to a rate. You're listening to a radio show, like, you know, I woke up today and I had a cup of coffee. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Well, it's here's not, the thing: you, not you, real life, people. Whenever I see something where like I kind of like I cringe, I always click the profile and just like see like, all right. You're like you have like four. I don't know why. I don't know how I see it. Someone must have retweeted it. But you have like forty-seven followers. I'm like, all right. Well, that's the problem. It's the people you follow too. I got to cleanse our timeline. 
Yeah, but a lot of them. See, I, I I'm a big like. I, at least I try to be like a follow back guy. I try to be. I don't right. necessarily like. But if, but like I said, every now and then I'll go through the, the thing, and if I see that you haven't no activity or I just really don't know you anymore and anything like that, then I'll be like, then I'll unfollow. Right. Um, but so it's like it's just like you just gotta cons- always consider the source. Yeah, if you want like shitty hot takes and stuff, just listen to this podcast. Yeah, don't you know you can follow us on Twitter, but it's pretty. Sometimes we tweet about wrestling, like live wrestling. Yeah, but like <laughs> I'm not looking for like I'm not like, you know, for, I can't yeah. believe they released a bunch of people from NXT again. Like I'm not beating that drum. Sorry, it's been fucking beat to death, and you don't give a shit what I have to say about it. So yeah, I mean, no one. At the end of the day, I want people to be entertained more than I want people to be like. Like, look at us as like our 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 scorching hot opinions on wrestling. Like, Are you not entertained? <laughs> like, I, I've said this forever, Matt. Like, we're not we're we're not CNN, man. We're here we're here to have a good time. We will talk about wrestling because at the end of the day, that's what brought us all here together in the first place. Yeah, but but just let's, let's have fun. Let's cover the let's cover what needs to be covered. Like, God, like I'm itching, like scratching to get at this uh the, this New Japan show. But, yeah, so am I. I'm scra- I'm itching, scratching to talk to Caprice Coleman. Yeah. How sorry. how how long do we do we call this a loss? How long or we don't? Uh, well, I'm not calling it a loss until I fucking hit the end broadcast button. How's that? Okay. Sound? So maybe, maybe, maybe Caprice knows. Did, have you talked to Caprice about the gimmick? And maybe he's just waiting for Tony. Maybe Tony reached out on his own. Said, "Fuck these guys." What if Tony reached out and was like, "We need to reschedule because the guys canceled on you." Oh man, he wouldn't do that. No, I don't. I don't know. He wouldn't. He wouldn't use his time to do that. I don't know what he uses his time for. But another great question. But I don't think I could tell you what you use your time for. You know exactly what I use my time for. I I really. Oh, maybe not. Maybe not. Actually, (laughs) I know you work during the day. And you listen to the Michael K show, That's and it. after that, I I really don't know what you do. Yeah, well, I like to talk. I like to eat a nice little dinner. There you I go. Like, dinner makes sense. I like to uh, I watch sports. I like sports. Um, and I have the the lady friend. All right. So that's been predominantly taking up my time. All right. There I don't like listening to podcasts during the day too. But it's work is like eight thirty to to like almost like five five thirty sometimes. So it's a long day. Got a long yeah. day in there. That's right. Um, so AEW's got their Owen Hart Foundation tournament going on, and these are the qualified people. Dose, Dose, Dax, Dax, Dose. Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, Darby Allen, and Samoa Joe so far have been qualified. And this Wednesday night, we're going to see Jeff Hardy and Bobby Fish. I'm excited about that. I haven't been super into Jeff Hardy's run in AEW, but I feel like if anything can turn me around on it, like it could be this. I think Bobby Fish will, Bobby Fish will like. This will be a working match, unless it's not. <laughs> what do you think about CM Punk challenging Adam Page for the championship at Double or Nothing? Um, um. I mean, we, I think we expected it, right? Sure. I, I now I, it's now it's now it's in stone. We're picking that match, Kevin. You want me to tip my hand? No, you don't have to tip your hand. You know we got to pick another fucking pay-per-view this weekend. We got to pick WrestleMania Backlash, baby. 
for what is the... yeah now i know you were in for wrestlemania right oh it was all in but have you have you put your toes back in the the wwe pond no and i wa- i think i watched i wanted to go back and watch the raw after mania just cuz that's always nuts uh i i think i watched a little bit of smackdown too but not enough to give any sort of substance i will be watching and this was going to be my going home but i oh. will be watching nxt spring breaking tomorrow so yeah what's up with spring breaking uh joe gacy's in the main event man and that's my guy i joe see you're wearing the joe gacy t-shirt that's right joe gacy uh, so, is my uh guy. spring breaking who fucking names these fucking things, man? Well, didn't AEW have a spring break in? I think they just had a spring break. Oh, break in because Braun Breaker with the two Ks? Uh, That's got to be what it is. I don't know, unless li- fucking uh, Fred is Durst is coming up with all the taglines for them. Is Kate in the, the chat? No. She's, uh, no. she's too busy doing fightful stuff. Yeah, well, um, so will you be soon. Yeah, that'll be like once a month, and I don't really know. Uh, it's a little unclear as to where that falls under the Fightful banner. Gotcha. No problem. But I will be doing a monthly uh, show about New Japan Pro Wrestling with a man from England. Hello. Something like that, yeah. Hello. Um, okay, so you're fired up for spring breaking, Kev? Well, I'm fired up for Joe Gacy in the main event. I couldn't tell you anything else that's on the show. Well, they released a bunch of talent, right? They did, and some and... of those, some of that talent was involved. Like they were kid. I, my understanding is they were kidnapping Rick Steiner, right? They put him in a cage. They did do that. He's a dog, does, so put, put the dog, the dog, in, the dog in the cage. Is, how does he let that happen, though? Well, because he's older. He's an older dog, and he's not as young as a gremlin as he used to be. And his face is changed. So. Not- so now he's a realtor, not a dog face gremlin. Yes, so he's the real realtor face gremlin. So apparently they're a lot more susceptible to be put in cages as dog face gremlins. The Viking Raiders are back in NXT. Dude, every Natalia's in NXT. I see that. She's with Last Legends against uh uh the thick lady and uh Oh Nikita Kevin Lyons. Cor- yeah, and Cora Cora Jade. Cora Jade. Cora Jade, I think, is the is the ticket that they're looking for. I thought that was the skater girl, right? She, has she was a skater girl. I said, see you later, girl. She was, in, she was in love with the Blake Christian character before he got released. Yeah. Before, where they auto, when they decide to abruptly ruin their storylines by releasing talent. Nathaniel Frazier is... No idea. Is that one of the releases? No. I think that's... Um... Is that one of the br- br- bravados? Nathaniel Frazier wrestler i think that's how oh, was his fucking name that's um i uh, he had a fucking cup of coffee there he is uh ben carter he was on AEW dark uh at the beginning of the pandemic and he was like really fucking good and then nxt uh nxt scooped him up ben carter repeat that ben carter is now uh Damn it, Nathan Frazier. Yeah, he was on AEW like right at the start of the pandemic. Like AEW, like Dynamite or Dark? 
Uh, he was on a couple darks, and then he was on AEW Late Night Dynamite, and he had a 15-minute match with Scorpio Sky. That was in September of 2020. Oh, he's in NXT. Oh, yeah, he was in NXT UK, and now he's in the United States. All right. Good for him. He he just challenged Dragunov. When was the last time you watched the NXT UK? Uh, I don't know, man. I'm not even gonna try to try to field an answer for that one. They're doing a loser leaves uh town match. Uh, Dragunov and Jordan Devlin. Oh, so that means Devlin will be popping up over here at some point soon, or, or or maybe he'll just get released. I don't know. Ooh, what is this cat? What? I'm gonna give you. I don't know the answer. And if you're listening or watching. Uh, if you're watching right now live, please chat us up uh, in the chat. And if you're listening, please tweet at Wizards Podcast. Uh, what is a World of Darkness match? Is that the match that is tomorrow night between Gacy and Braun Breaker? No, this is the NXT UK Women's Champion Miko Sato Maestro. Oh no, Miko! No, no, no. <laughs> Miko uh, Satamora uh, defends against uh, Isla Dawn. Do people still watch this NXT UK thing? I, you know what? I've, I heard it's like the best thing they got, so I should probably get back into it. It's just that there's so much, man. There's so much. They have uh, I know they sent Roderick Strong over there for a minute. And did you hear? That's another story. Did you hear that? No. Tell me a story. Roderick Strong, apparently. I don't know. If I, had, I, didn't, I just saw the headline, so I don't know if it was clickbait or not. He asked for his release. No way. But I don't know if he, I don't know if it was he asked for it a while ago and didn't get it, which is why he's still there. Or he asked for it like today. Uh, This is two hours ago. Right. The story is two hours ago, but I don't know if it was like one of those things where he asked for his release. He didn't get it. So he's still this is, there. So uh, this Fightful noted today that Roderick Strong has asked to be let out of his contract. The, res- the report states that he asked for his release multiple times over the last several months. It was also noted in the report that NXT sources said that a name change was pitched for Strong, and he opposed the idea. Well, uh, many in the company were surprised that he wasn't included in the last, the last round of releases since he had asked multiple times to be let go. Well, I mean, look at Ali. He came. He just came back. Yeah, then he got the crappy out of him by Champa. I, I did see that, he, actually. I thought he uh, had a thing with The Miz. I don't know what he did with the Miz, but the big story was that he got laid out by Champa, I believe. Here we go. Mustafa Ali returned to Raw tonight, confronting the Miz and Austin Theory. I thought I saw him being laid out by Champa. I oh yeah, yeah. The two proceeded to have their match with Ali. Ali getting the win after reversing a figure four attempt into a roll up. As he was walking to the back, however, he was attacked and laid out by Champa. We're getting rid of the first name, Kevin. We're getting rid of everything. Get rid of the. I can't fucking believe people still watch this shit. I can't believe. It's you know what just sucks is that there's so many talented people on there that I want to be like so good, and and I'm not saying AEW is the answer. I'm just I just want WWE to be better. I just right. I, did you, I just want it to be better. Did you see the um, uh, Chris Van uh, Chris Van Velt Velt? Velvet Fog. He had he had a uh, 
Ember Moon on Athena. Yeah. And I didn't she, see it, but I, I know what you're talking about. And she talks about her last four months there where they were like, we're going to make you a heel. You need to bring the contacts. You need to change your whole look. And then she did. And they were like, you need to do this because this is a Vince McMahon call. And then she showed up and they were like, yeah, no, sorry. We're, you're not going to be a heel now. We don't have anything for you. I thought they wanted to, her to be become like a trainer in NXT. That's what that was. That's something that I heard and read. Uh, I don't have that in here from what they what they the the yeah yeah the, the crux of it was though yeah uh, oh she also um got a phone call when they drafted Shotzi to SmackDown and was like hey we drafted Shotzi to SmackDown so you're on your own now shot but Shotzi hasn't been okay on TV hasn't been on TV ever no but they were remember in NXT Ember Moon and Shotzi were the fucking NXT women's tag Dude, team that was, the, that was the best tag team ever and then they split them up on the main roster and put Shotzi with I believe Tegan Knox. yes they like, hey, like what are you doing, doing? Great- yeah they were doing great things it's funny right there's all these like super talented, and you're absolutely right, Kevin. There's super talented people in the WWE. Arguably, could be the most talented roster in the world. Right. And but man, do they lean into this entertainment bullshit? Yeah. And Carrie Calling says that's exactly it, Kevin. You want them to be better, and they want to own trademarks and not actual talent. Right. I have no issue with them changing names. I have no issue with them doing that. But I just have issue with just the entire presentation in general and what they're delivering on my TV for, I guess, after tonight, it'll be an hour and a half, but it's just, I have no, at the end of the day, I understand why they change names and drop something here, drop something there. I get it. Not, not, I'm not that naive, but it's just like, I want to watch. I want to be able to sit through actually, you know what? It'll be, no matter how good it is, a three hour raw would be tough to do anyway. I just want give me give me an hour and forty five minutes and someone I forget who someone said that Raw's actually been pretty good lately, um, so I'll take his word for it. I think it was I think it may have been Birch, yes. Um, but um, I just, if that's the case, then bravo. But I just haven't watched it, so I can't speak to that one way or the other. So if it's been good, it's then hey, listen, then I'll I'll take it all back if it's been good. Look, I mean, look to, to each their own. You know, um, it's just not. Like I read because of this show, I do, you know, make notes every week and I end up reading a bunch of the results and what's going on. And some of it's kind of just like, I don't know, man. I just, it doesn't, nothing about it is like, oh, do I you, need to see this. Do you have the WrestleMania backlash? I, I, I don't know if this is something you had planned oh, for I later. Do. I have it. Do you have it? Can you, can you rattle some of these matches? I know Seth Rollins and uh, Cody. That's all I know. So they were going to unify the tag titles, but that has been changed, Kevin. It, it is now it's now a six man, okay? Hmm. The big dog and the Usos are taking on Claymore and RK Bro. Wait, Roman Reigns didn't already have a match? Roman Reigns does not have a match for WrestleMania backlash. Uh, this is the, that I think nothing illustrates my point more than what you just read. He's doing big dog stuff, Kevin. Oh, clearly he unified the titles, and he's gonna be in a six-man tag team match. 
All right, so I don't hate the fact that that's the match. I hate the fact that they zigzagged to get there. Ah, lots of zigs, lots of zags, buddy. Oh, yeah, ziggity zaggity zoo. Uh, AJ Styles Edge, we're not done with that. I'll give you a shiny nickel if you could tell me what. Uh, I'll give you a shiny wizard if you could. If you tell me the name of Edge's stable. House of Bl- House of Edge. House used of- to be a WWE pay per view. All right. All right, so it's not it's just, so. So just, I know I, I, I just so I can get my mind. I want to play this game, so I don't. Want you yeah, to yeah we'll play it. It's Edge and Damian Priest. Okay, all right. So obviously it's not the Brood. So let's get that out of our head. Well, real that was quick. never. A, it's. I understand. I just had to get that out of my head, so I stopped thinking about it. All right. Ooh, um. All right. So you had ju- Judgment Day. Correct. Get out of here! Wow, one for one. Look at that. Get out of here! If it wasn't Judgment Day, I was going to go Vengeance next. No, together they are known as Judgment Day. Dude, I sw- again, n- had literally no clue. So, uh, AJ Styles takes on Judgment Day's Edge. Ah, the elite Judgment Day. Uh, Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey in an I Quit match for the SmackDown Women's title. All right. Uh, Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins. And then he, these two, I mean, main event anywhere in the world. Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss. I like Madcap. I'm not going to lie to you. I know. You said this uh, last week or two weeks ago. Yeah. And then uh, Omos and Bobby Lashley rematch. Uh, you have to do that. I don't care how bad it is. You have to do it. Like, you really, you can't just let it end at, at Mania. But here, well, I need my Omos win. I picked him at Mania. It cost me. Oh, wait a second. Oh. <laughs> I almost bought into this. Did you see the last thing from Asian Joe? Yeah, put it on the screen. Wrong. And his faction is actually called Great Balls of Fire. <laughs> well, you know what? Since you bring up Great Balls of Fire. Listen, I'm paying heard... for that. you should be great. Other than maybe Lashley, almost. Have you heard what the... Oh, well, we're going to pick it this week, so fucking strapping yeah. kids. Have you heard what this United Kingdom show is being called? I did, but I forget. Come on, let's go. He already pulled one out, Kev. Um, uh, does it begin with an R? No. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So now's the time. Now's the time to t- Tony. What are you doing? <laughs> now, now's the time to tell Tony that Caprice Coleman will now be joining us in two minutes. That's awesome. No, I'm kidding. He's, we don't kidding. know where Caprice is, yeah, and I'm very annoyed by this. Oh no. For yeah. real? Yeah. Oh yes, for real. Not 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 been the best couple weeks. Um no no, that's you know what? Billy Starks was here last week. The Maria okay. thing. Yeah. We were but I'm haven't heard from Mr. Coleman today, and it's is it called it's so it's not gonna be one night only. It's not gonna mm-hmm. be called Tony, you want to get in on this? What are we doing? Who guess it I don't know if you uh I don't know if your finger is on the pulse. Uh, since you hate us and wrestling um, and guests. Uh, That's right. Do you know what the UK pay-per-view is going to be called? Yeah, it's great something or other, isn't it? No, not great something. Don't look it up. I'm not. You're cheating. I'm on to you with your dumb it's, duck. It's like September like 9th or something like that, right? September 3rd. 
Oh, okay. It's right there. Right there. It's not. And first of all, it's not. It's not in Britain. It's in Wales. Like. All right. It's in the UK. Yeah, but it's Wales. It's United. Not Wait, do you know, or are we all just guessing? Oh, I know. I, I have no. I have no idea. Can you give us a hint? Uh, capital combat. Uh, yes, capital. No, not capital con- combat. Capital. Capital. It is. There is. Uh, what is it? Uh, what is word? Vince likes a nu- word enunciation. Oh, alliteration. Alliteration. Excuse me. Yes, that's why you're here, Tony. Because I'm an idiot. Um, uh, Vince likes alliteration. Think of Wales. Think Wales. Of uh, Game oh, of Thrones. I've never seen Game of Thrones. Well, well, you know what it's about. I have no idea what it's about. Uh, I have no. Yeah. I have literally have no clue what Game of Thrones is about. Give me, give me the letter. No, no, because no, 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 no. Give me the letter. It's very similar to another WWE pay per view. Oh, okay, I got it. Hold on, I got it. National Nightmare. No, it's gonna be. It's either SummerSlam or Royal Rumble. Um, British bollocks. No, no, it's neither of those things. But those are the. It sounds very similar. Oh, is it like Wrestle, uh, Wrestle, Wrestle Rock, Wrestle, uh, Wrestle? Wrestle is not in there. King's oh. Castle. So, King's oh. Court. Mega Mania? Uh, no kings, Tony, but you had one part of that right. Mega King Court? Castle? Some, castle. Court Castle. Castle. Castle is one part. Castle is one part. Castle Coliseum. Castle Colossal. Castle. castle uh, oh, Russell Castle. No, close, Kevin. Close. <laughs> castle is Castle Combat. Last... Castle. Castle is the last word. Uh, oh, God. Okay. Oh, uh, so think UK. Crystal uh, Castle. Conniving Castle. No, it's got to be. It's got to. It's got to. It's got to be something with like a province or like a Think region. It in used, it's a WWE pay-per-view. It used to be a WCW special. Oh, Clash Castle? Clash no. at the castle. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh. That's not alliteration. Yeah, it is. Clash no, alliteration is like when the words are like next to each other. Yeah, but at the is, you know. No. I mean, clash? if they call the castle clash, it'd be a little more correct. Yeah, but yeah, I'll take class yeah. at the clash at the castle, blah, blah, blah. or clash castle, or castle. That's alliteration. If you have anything in between, it's not alliteration. WWE uh. clash at the castle. And where's it being held? In no. Cardiff, Wales. No, no, the venue, the venue. Um, now if they did if they did the Cardiff clash or the Cardiff castle or the the clash at Cardiff. Principality Stadium. It seats 74,500. That's not a castle. That's a good point. Tony. Dude, like if they said they were having this at the Royal Palace, then yeah, clash at the castle. They Fuck should yeah. do a pay-per-view from the Royal Palace. That would be fucking amazing. And we'd be calling the Malice at the Palace. Like the... <laughs> no, I can't take credit for that. That was a basketball thing. No, oh, Malice at the Palace was a Three mouth. Stooges thing. Uh, well... It was the remember you don't remember that whole fight with the fans you got into it with Ron Artest and and the Pistons yeah and the Pistons yeah, yeah. And the yeah but Malice yeah. at the Palace was a Three Stooges episode from like the thirties it, it may have also 30s? been a boxing thing before that but don't it's quote possible yeah, whatever it just Matt just took a gigantic gulp of agua I just threw up in my mouth so beautiful Ugh. I had to wash it down um. <laughs> 
So for real, no Caprice? No, no Caprice. I don't. I woke up. I was, you know, telling the story. I had a very busy week and a very busy day. So I had, I sent him all the uh, info this morning. I emailed it over to him and I've yet to hear back from him. And I just sent him an email at seven o'clock like, hey, bud, we're ready whenever you are. Maybe, uh, maybe Caprice is at the castle. You know, it's a shame because, you know, I interviewed Billy Starks. I interviewed Moses, Sean Donovan, Alex Coughlin. You know, oh, like I'm here for a lot of interviews. I told you he was listening. <laughs> no, my son was listening. He came in the room while I was finishing my work. He goes, you know, they're talking a lot of shit about you. <laughs> yeah, your son's real sick. Your kid was sick. Yeah. He is, but he's sitting on the couch with his iPad and he likes to listen to the beginning of the show now. He gets a kick. Really? Just the beginning. Well, yeah. And then he goes, where's the wrestling talk and talk about wrestling? Why are they talking about you? You're part of the show. You're look. I hate to say this. Okay, yeah, you're a very important part of the show. Very and important. It, it takes. Uh, it, it hurts my heart. Yeah. When you but, give us a hundred different reasons why you're not going to yeah. join us and our guests. So why do you hate our guests? Yeah. Why do you never ask questions? Why do you feel it necessary to let Magenta into your house when you know we're going to talk to Billy Starks? Number one, and Magenta. Secondly, does Magenta want his own afternoon show? Maybe we can set up a couple like uh, interviews for like seven or eight minutes. Uh, to answer that question, his... I'd have to check with him, but that's a possibility. Yeah, I don't have his, uh, I don't have Magenta's contact information. My apologies. Usually, I'm good with stuff like that. You were the one that insisted, like, if Magenta wants to do the interview, let Magenta do the interview. So I got the blessing from you, sir, for Magenta to come in to interview Billy Starks. But he was the, he showed up, and you know. You and it's like when Kathy Hummer shows up at your house in the middle of the fucking podcast, and your wife lets her in the house, and she comes downstairs like she owns the joint. It's just being polite. Hammer. Well, look, at least she had the decency to show up for a few of our episodes back in the day, unlike somebody else who's not around. Yeah, she anymore. wasn't booked. Doesn't matter. I mean, I guess. Look, know. what do they always tell you in the wrestling business, Kev? If you're a worker, bring your gear because you it's never a, it's know. A podcast, you dude. never know when you're gonna get the call, bro. You never know. No, but you no. Know, Kathy was... Hummer got the call that night. No, she, no, didn't she did it. She just showed up. She just showed up and got let in by someone. No offense, who didn't know any better. Yeah, because my wife was the booker. She's like, "You're here to work." Uh, yeah, we got an opening. Come on uh, down. You could twist it. You could tie a good yarn, Tony. <laughs> you... Never let the truth get in the way of a good story. <laughs> So why? Because uh, Kevin brought up a great point. Oh, uh, here we go. You don't ever ask the guests any questions. You just do that's that. not true. You do this thing. Yeah, yeah great, vi great visual. If the, the silence and when you listen, you guys gotta watch the. You gotta watch. You gotta. Watch. Yeah, you gotta watch because Matt won't call it out either. So he'll just fucking blame me for not calling it out. I'm not blaming anybody. They say I like to lean back in my chair. I don't understand do. that like the song, like Rockaway. Lean back. Oh, look lean at Matt. Lean back. Lean back. Yeah, you see, now we're dancing. This is why you need to watch us on the Facebook dancing, and the Twitter. Dancing, dancing, I'm a dancing we machine. Play copyright. But we could sing a little bit of it. That's why not? in trouble. No, there's no ugh. Look, I I'll, remember I'll back sing. in the day when I would do interviews pretty much on my own. Who carried the Little Egypt interview? Me. Who interviewed Scott Keith? Me. Right. Who interviewed Rhino? Me. Hey, Matt. Hey, Tony. Yo, or, uh, Matt, who else was on that Little Egypt episode? I have. Uh, oh, come on. Who else that was on a that show? AJ Styles was on that yes, show? Yes, AJ Styles was on that show. Okay. So but... forgive me if I wasn't super engaged. No offense to Little Egypt. And I'm pretty sure we were. 
I, you know what? Uh, to to no. be fair, it was a snowstorm. That yeah, was, yeah, and I was I was literally in my basement before I actually did the show from my we basement. We weren't together for that. No, yeah, we weren't. I was in the, I was literally in the basement first. So, basement show. what's any different between that interview and the interviews we and now? we were still doing it by phone, calling into the to the number. Yeah, it was Skype. That's all. No, it wasn't Skype. Yeah, it was. It was the it Wizards was. Hotline. Yeah, that was, was Skype, Skype, Kev. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, right, brother. That was a long time ago at this point. I'm surprised I even remember that. <laughs> so well, here's the, here's the other thing. You laugh like Woody the Pooh, Tony. Here's, here's the other thing. Time out. So, Matt, you booked the guest. My assumption is you know something about the guests. Now, I don't always jump in because you do, and I'm going to blow smoke up your ass, you do a hell of a job leading an interview. And if somebody's leading an interview and they're asking good questions, there's no need for me to jump in and fucking like change directions and whatnot. Yeah, and we, that's we what talk, Kevin's we, for. Yeah, we. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Oh my god! I was just gonna say we talked about that too. Like, like, <laughs> hey, oh. uh, hey, Moses, are you gonna be signed by <laughs> by AEW? No. Nope. All right. All right. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. Oh shit! The roses. So laugh. look. And and plus plus in my business, the bottom line is, you know, if people are asking questions, you don't need to jump in just to jump in. And if there's something I need to cover, then I'll jump in and ask a question. Yeah, or follow I feel like it. I feel like I want you to like have more that you want to cover. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Listen, we I'm, also we're... don't want the guests to be on for three hours. I mean, we could do that. And then of course, then it's like, hey, it's ten o'clock. Time for fucking uh, yeah. three counts with MLW. Yeah, that would be, that would be a new Japan show. Oh fuck me! Hey, speaking of which, what have you guys covered so far? Did you cover the New Japan Dong? We've been waiting because we wanted to talk about New Japan. Oh, so you guys have done fuck all for forty five minutes? Oh, no, we talked. Uh, we a- talked some AEW, NXT. Okay, all right. NXT, we talked about uh, Castle Castle Grafters. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what else did we talk about? I don't know. But I'll, a couple notes on Rampage. Um, the I found the hook, Danhausen, Smart Mark, Tony Nese stuff extremely entertaining, and I also love the Samoa Joe, Trent match, and I love what they're doing with Samoa Joe. So, I heard Ian did commentary. Yes, Ian did do That's commentary, awesome. and Ian's fantastic, which would have been nice to. I mean, so Ian's at AEW Capris. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that would have been an awesome question. I would have not asked that. You learned from your. To mistakes. be fair. Caprice did call Supercard of Honor That's with true. Ian, which was at the time technically under the AEW umbrella. That's so true. There was, I, I, I had questions. If if they do another pay per view, there's no doubt in my mind that Caprice and Ian are doing the show or a TV show. I had or questions. There's no doubt in my mind. I had questions. Oh, oh Jesus! Excuse me, Tony. Yo, something we did cover, and I'm. I just want. I I need to get your. We got more picks this weekend, brother. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, Clash at the Castle. It's WrestleMania Backlash. So I'm going to I'm going to increase my lead after this weekend for what you're saying. Yeah, you had a good day. He did not have a Hold on. He didn't I have a, had a good day. I had the yes, same day I as did. Tony. I hate to break it to you. And I how thought, far no, back I thought, you? All right, so then I'm wrong. I thought I thought Tony went 7 and 1, you went 6 and 2, and I went Tony 5 and 3. Tony did not go 7 and 1. Tony did not go 7 and 1. No, I must have the guys confused then. Yeah, Tony went six and two. I went six and two. You went five and three. Okay, I thought Tony went seven and one. 
No. No, and the, no, I think the only difference I had with Kevin was he took you did not take Tanahasho. No, you took oh. Tanahasho. He Kevin took Naito. Kevin took Naito. Naito. Tony, me and Kevin all took Cobb and Great Ocon. Ah, that's right. Tony Whoa, took. Oh, wait, is that the match that fucking Fale won? Yes. Fuck that guy. That's the one I wanted back. Tony. I Tony took Ishimori. Me and Kevin took El Desperado. Me and Kevin took Tamatango. Tony took Evil. Yeah, I took Evil. Because ah, I, I, I thought there was going to be fuckery and tomfoolery. There was lots of fuckery and tomfoolery. So, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Wrestling Don Taku. Did I make a Wrestling Don Taku banner? Probably not. I didn't. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, I did. It's right there. Suck it. Oh, you did. Suck it, people. Really? Suck it? I don't know. Sorry. I was... Man, wow. it's been... It's been a day, man. Just yeah, but nobody talks shit for 45 minutes about you and your day. That's a great point. Just well, saying. Um, so wrestling Dantaku was Saturday night slash Sunday morning, like 3 a.m. I'm not gonna lie, when I woke up to do the farmer's market Sunday morning and I didn't have a text oh. message from Kevin, I was like, This fucking kid whiffed on picks again. But to Kevin's credit. He sent an email to the Wizards podcast at 1.11 a.m. Uh, because he didn't want to text us that late. And it was much not fun. just a hat rack, boys. <laughs> Dude, I was like, I'm like, this, this fucking kid. I'm like, I can't believe it. He fucking he's going to fuck himself again. And then I was I was uh, taking a shit and I opened up my email and there were the picks. I was like, my man, Kevin, Woo. My, my man, pots and pans. That's right. So, yeah, so I, I didn't, I don't know how you guys have your phone set. You guys were obviously sleeping. And I wanted to get, I, Matt, who knows? I don't know if you were or not, but Tony. Actually, I, I don't think I was. Yeah. So, Tony. Anytime you know, I try and go to bed early, well, it's not. Fucking, it's well, not we're talking one o'clock in the morning. Uh, Kev, I'm up to like two, three o'clock in the morning every night. You and, you and me both. Um, Why? What are you because, doing at three in the morning? All right, so Tony, I've been spending my like my almost my entire adult life has been nightlife, bartender, comedian. It's what I'm used to. It's what I'm accustomed to. Yeah, but so, you like, wake up for a shoot job for nine o'clock during the week. Ah, you? shoot, the don't, shoot don't job. You, don't you dare use that term when you're directing your conversation towards me. Um, brother, no, but um, no, but yeah, during the week I'm in bed by like maybe twelve, twelve thirty. At night, I'm like two thirty is the earliest on the weekends for me, the earliest, and I'm not even out. I'm just watching stupid shit on TV, and uh, and I lost my train of thought. Oh, so yeah, I didn't I didn't want to wake up Matt or Tony with a text, so I'm and I don't even I, so I put it in the email. But Matt, I don't even know if you get notifications for the the emails. I do. I have the it's the only notifications I have turned on. But I was if I I. If I was asleep, you got to read it, people. Well, I'm waiting for you to finish your sentence. What do you like? You want me to interview? You want me to interrupt interviews? You want me to interrupt comments? Like, what's wrong with you, dude? Yeah, Tony is right, JJ Rogue. Why go to hell to bed? And also, I, I, champions get adequate rest. Oh, he's taking fucking shots, Kevin. Holy yeah, shit! Yeah, good for him. <laughs> I uh, I have a life lifelong restaurant worker i keep late hours i come home like i it's not possible for me to come home and go to bed like it's not no matter how long i am 
no matter how long I've been working, how tired I am, I just can't do it. I have to come home. I have to take a shower. I have to unwind. And that's like all week. And I don't keep like, so Tony, you can watch NWA Tuesday, right? You, you do your shit. You finish your job. You eat dinner. You help the kid with his homework. You do his homework, whatever weird shit goes on in your shady house. All right. If you do that to your kid too, um, really, I don't approve of it, but whatever. Um, And then you can like sit down at like eight o'clock and watch the NWA. Uh, I, I, I don't do that. I, yeah. like, I get home. Like I was, I worked all day Saturday and we were supposed to go to bed early and I ended up eating dinner at 11 o'clock. That's nice, fucking terrible, dude. That's just, uh, it was, uh, the last hello fresh meal. It was plant based, uh, uh, meat in a pasta ragu. Oh, so you fucking worked all day and you poisoned yourself with fake fucking meat. Come it was on, delicious. Dude. I like the uh the Hello Fresh plant plant meat. Yeah, it was that your last one? Goodbye, fresh. Uh that was the last meal of the week and then my wife canceled this week's because she's not around and I was like, "What did, why'd you do that?" Yeah, but what about you? Well, she don't give a shit about you, the king of the castle. What's well, the none of it, it does none of it makes sense. It comes on Wednesday. She'll be back Wednesday. Bree, what are you doing? She's hunting turkeys, bro. <laughs> yeah. She had the fucking turkey call in the bedroom the other night. Tony. Oh, this... Jesus Christ. Is that foreplay? No. No. Matthew. <laughs> uh, Kate, Kate is right. Isn't Rhea a night owl, too? Yes, my wife is a night owl. Sounds like she's a night turkey. Tony, you missed We the... come home from work and then we unwind. And we watch, we've been watching the Marvel shit in order, so we'll watch a couple episodes. So you stay up and watch Marvel. Kevin stays up with Royal Rumble 92. Yeah, and then I do oh, a bunch yeah. of shit, too. Dude, that's my... That, yeah, so Matt, Matt's right, but Tony, you missed a great conversation about the turkey that was terrorizing Washington, D.C. that was in the Daily News. Yeah, did your kid tell you about that, or did he stop after we when we were done shit-talking to you? Kevin was given pertinent information that's right. about turkey attacks. Turkey oh, attacks. local news? That's right. World news. World it's, news now. Oh, world news because it happened in DC. If That's it happened right. in this fucking bumfuck Indiana, who gives a shit, right? I thought we were gonna talk about wrestling Dontaku. <laughs> I loved sure. it. Sure. Loved it. Top five. Fuck yeah. So uh Tony, I know the answer, but I'm gonna ask. Uh you got a chance to see this. Wait, what are we talking about again? No, wrestling. No, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were talking about MLW. Uh, no, I did not watch any of it yet. Okay, uh, but you clearly know some of the results because you were upset about the bad luck folly chase. Owens. Yeah, I, I know the results. I, I'm not a fucking spoilerific guy. It's very rare that I will want will not want to see spoilers before okay. something. Like I think Wrestle Kingdom, I didn't want to know spoilers if I remember correctly. But other than that, yeah, whatever. All right, all right. Well, uh, wrestling Dantaku took place Sunday, Saturday um, into Sunday, and yeah. Kevin was giving us his picks, and that's where we left off. That's right. Yes. Yeah, so great loaded card, um, and uh, man, just just some great look. We're we're finally getting to the point where it seems like the world is starting to open up again. Right? They announced the best of the Super Junior. Um, Who's going to be in the best of the super junior? We can go into, we'll go into that a little bit. Cause I definitely want to talk about that. But if you've been watching new Japan through the pandemic, there's been a lot of ups and downs, um, more good than bad. But of course the house of torture, which is the bane of my existence. I fucking cannot stand them. That's been rough. They've done great with what they've had. 
and they've gotten lucky. They've got Seema's come in. They've used him. Um, Seema. Uh, Yoshihashi has really stepped up. Uh, Desperado, Show, Yo. Like, it's they've they've towed the line, but now I think shit's gonna get fucking real, man. Dude, this show felt like seeing like the the Forbidden Door. God, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but seeing it only go one way, it was so refreshing seeing it the other way, like to New Japan, and you see a lot of guys that are here, and you're, you've seen them so much, and they've completely fell into like a commonplace role where they don't seem as special as they are over there. And then once you see them over there, man, they treat some of these guys like gold and they come across as stars, Carl Anderson, Jay white, and we'll get to it all. Um, And it was just so refreshing to see these guys in a different environment after so long. And it's not an unfamiliar environment, but it was just different for me yeah well you forget like you mentioned uh uh carl anderson and and the big lg the good brothers like man they were released what two years ago and they they have they still haven't gotten their their return to new japan pro wrestling and the story throughout the night um and if you're listening to this live um it's may 2nd but if you're listening to this in podcast form or you're overseas it's May 3rd is Bullet Club Day, uh, which is uh, the day in 2013 at Wrestling Dantaku where Carl Anderson turned on Hiroshi Tanahashi uh, and formed the Bullet Club with Prince Devitt and Tamatanga and Bad Luck Fale. Did you know that going into the show, Matt, that this was a, a big anniversary type deal? Yes, because they, cel- they celebrate um, Bullet Club Day every every May 3rd. All right, we're gonna get back. Let's see. He's driving. This is so dangerous. All right, we're gonna bring him in. Maybe he's gonna bring him in. Mr. Cody, man, I just need to apologize. I totally forgot. I'm just pulling into the house. Um, I'm probably gonna get bombarded with my kids uh, when I get here, man. It's, It's all my fault. Oh no, we lost the audio. Oh no. We lost your audio, Caprice. Can you hear us? Oh. Caprice, can you hear us? I think he sh- maybe he shut the car off. No, nope. there he comes. Caprice, can you hear us? I'm trying to. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I apologize. Uh it's all my fault. I totally forgot. I totally forgot. And uh, I'm just pulling into the house. <laughs> and uh, I, it's all my fault. I just looked at my emails. I was getting off work, just looking at the emails. And I was like, oh, shoot, 7 o'clock. And I saw the link, man. I just jumped on. I apologize. Y'all did nothing wrong. It's all my fault. We will do do what you got to do. Take care of your stuff. See your family. We'll figure something out if we got to reschedule. If you want to jump in in like an hour, if you're free, whatever. Oh, I mean, I can I can do it now if you want. If no, you, it's all I, on you, man. It's all on you. If this is if it's not good for you, yeah. we can always reschedule. Yeah, yeah, bro, yeah. I'm 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 good. I'm good right here, chilling in the car. I can we could do it right out here. All right, awesome. Well, we we have the man, so yeah, we're gonna take advantage of this. Caprice Coleman at Caprice Coleman on Twitter, Instagram, 
ProWrestlingTees.com backslash Caprice Coleman, the voice of Ring of Honor with Ian Riccoboni, and he's back in the ring now. He's crushing it at NWA, NWA USA. Uh, man, I am just so excited to talk to you, Caprice. What's it been like for you to get back in the ring to wrestle? I know you did a, a couple things in Ring of Honor, stuff with Beer City Bruiser and the Bouncers was great. Um, but man, now you're back at Ring uh, at, at the NWA. I mean, how much does that mean to you to get to work? It's 2022 and you're working for the NWA. It's amazing. Yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a big deal for me because I grew up watching the NWA. That was the first wrestling that I saw and. Um, growing up watching it, idolizing it and all. And then when I had the opportunity to do it, um, it wasn't even a second guess for me because I've always loved the NWA. Um, I've been, re- I never really stopped wrestling. The only reason why I wasn't able to wrestle um, on, on Ring of Honor is because I was doing the commentary. And so then I was under an exclusive contract. And then they had some ideas of me doing some in-ring stuff. And I told him, I was like, well, if I do some in-ring stuff, just know it'd be the first time in four years that I've been inside the ring because I've been on an exclusive contract for, for that long. And so they allowed me to do some outside stuff, man. And I just loved it so much. And so anytime I get a chance, I was doing shows here, doing shows there. And um, I have a couple of shows that I'm pretty faithful at, like the AML uh, here in North Carolina, CWF in Texas, uh, a couple of places that I love to go to. And uh, when I got the call from the NWA, man, it, it was it was a no brainer, man. I, I grew up watching them, got a chance to do it, and I feel good. And I, I think uh, they were pleased with me, and I think I'll be back. So, uh, for those not familiar with Caprice Coleman, you are a minister as well. So, when Ring of Honor comes to you and they ask you to be a commentator, like you you speak so eloquently. You and Ian have such a great chemistry. Yep. I think people were surprised because last time we talked to you. I want to say it was before best in the world and you were doing like this crazy loose cannon man type of game. It was one of the best interviews we ever did, but like you and Ian, the chemistry, was it always there when you guys sat down? Uh, I don't know. I think Rick Abani and I, what makes us so close is that we both respect the sport so much. We both love professional wrestling and, and we both uh, feel that the only way to tell the story is is letting the fans know what's going on. It's not about us. It's not about us getting ourselves over. It's not about us looking great. If we can make the people out there look great and we're consistent about it, then everybody looks good. And, and we have that same drive. And the chemistry just works, man. I believe Rick Abani is one of the smartest guys, period, that I know. And like so many genres we can pick from, and he knows something about it. And we're genuine friends. Like, we really get along. And I think that just it just takes place on camera, and it just was a natural fit, and um, like it it just worked out that way, and we didn't plan it or anything, and we just started going out there and working, man, and, and we just we just worked well together, and I think it's just one of those things that you can't fake chemistry and you can't fake friendship, and when you have that and it works, man, you just go with it. So one of the most entertaining things I think that you do is you just consistently call him Rickabani. Like and 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 every sort of tone of voice, every sort of action, it's like man, Rick Rickabani, Rickabani this, Rickabani that. Where like was that something that you had planned on doing, or was that just totally organic? Bruh, his name is so fun to say. <laughs> <laughs> like and, and um and like we always do this thing is like make sure people know who you're talking to or, or what you're talking about because he says my name too is just. You don't hear him say my name because my name is is, is easy to say, Caprice. Right. So when I'm saying his name, it just sticks out. And then like he might say something that surprises me, and I'm like, Rick Abani, like <laughs> because I just 
I just didn't expect him to know anything about it or, or something. And he'll he'll pick a song from like way back in the day and he'll play a game with me. Like sometimes we'll we'll pick a song and, and we'll put as much of that song in a match as we can and we're just like just seeing how much we can go and he'll like beat me and I'm like, Rick up <laughs> like, <laughs> So that's I, like real. Like you do that you do that in yeah. real life too. Like all yeah, it's just it's, yeah, it's just it's, it's it's fun to be around. Some people are just fun to be around. You just get along, and uh, he's just one of those people, man. He's 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 a, he's a genuine person that loves the sport, and he's fun to be around, man. And so, like, it's just when you get that that person, and you know they're genuine about it, um, it's, it's a pleasure to be around people like that. I do I do enjoy the fact that you call him uh, Rickabani because all of the great commentary teams from like when I was growing up. Yep. If it was Jesse Ventura, he always called him McMahon or he called him Monsoon. And he yep. always did the same thing. And that always yep. brings me back to that more traditional, you know, not necessarily heel face kind of like situation that you guys have, but that situation where like you're filling in the blanks and like you're just always calling him as a sign of respect too, like by the last name, you know, put right, a little right, emphasis right. on it. Um, yeah. So you're in the NWA now. Great debut, by the way. I've been watching NWA Power. I've been watching uh, NWA USA like since they came back and I love the show. I love the fact that you're part of it. But my big question is, will Caprice Coleman be joining Joe Galley on commentary? Because all due respect to everybody else, they keep bouncing in there. Uh-oh. They need some stability behind that microphone, man. I'm not even joking. I am. Um, I'm going to put it like this. I feel that I am the most versatile man in this sport. I'll do whatever I'm paid to do. And um, at my heart, I tell the Ring of Honor always gets first dibs with me, no matter who's the owner. You know, they will always get first dibs. And whatever they lay out is kind of what I follow. My dream is to be able to call matches in the NWA, I mean, in the in Ring of Honor and wrestle for NWA. That's, that's, that's what I want to do. And I feel that I'm capable of doing both. Um, and then maybe somewhere it catapults from there. Uh, just seeing what happens. So if they ask me to do it, you know, I'll do it definitely. But um, as far as commentary, I believe I would give Ring of Honor first dibs always on that. Well, whenever you're ready, let me know. I'll put in a good word with Billy for you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <laughs> this guy with the Billy. Um, you mentioned it doesn't matter who's who's running Ring of Honor, and, and everyone who's listening out there knows Tony Khan now owns Ring of Honor. You got the call Supercard of Honor with Ian. Um, was there a difference? Like, because the last four years you guys were doing Ring of Honor TV and the pay per views, was when it changed over to Supercard of Honor, did, did they kind of just let you guys do your thing? Obviously, you told the stories wonderfully. It was like you guys didn't even miss a beat. It was like Final Battle was the day before. It was fantastic. But was there like yeah. a difference? Were you given a different set of stand? Like, Tony Khan's like, this is how I want things done, or did they just let you guys no, do your thing? I, the, the, I think the thing I like about Tony Khan, and, and I've only met him a couple of times, and the first time I met him, you know, I hope he doesn't remember, you know, because it was at <laughs> I, I, I was at AEW and I was just there there in the back or whatever, and I saw him, and I'm and I'm always wanted to introduce myself to somebody, and. I'm expecting him to do the Vince McMahon thing. Like Vince McMahon is one that you you say, hey, how you doing? And he kind of just speaks to you, let you know he's speaking to you, but he's also doing you a favor type thing, okay. you know. But yeah. but Tony Khan, like when I spoke to him, I say, hey, I'm Caprice Coleman. Nice to meet you. He stops 
and like puts his hands in his pockets like he wants to have a conversation and in my head i'm like that's really like all i had to say i didn't have anything after that (laughs) i'm out so so i'm just standing there and i'm like yeah man i'm just just introducing myself to you like i don't even know what i said after that and he was like good man nice to meet you and he like kind of pats me on my arm or whatever he was like hope to see you around and he just kind of walks off so i was like oh man i blew that one because I just wasn't expecting him to be that way. And then when we were uh, at the the pay-per-view or whatever, he was more hands-on and all. And he was like, hey, man, he said, I really want you guys to do what you normally do. And he said, I'll be in your ear if there's something I want you to say or whatever like that. But he's like, he's he's not, the difference between him and like, I don't, I don't, even, I don't even know if I can write this out yet. I, I just put it like this. Um, we had someone like Tony Khan at ring when, when Hunter was running things, Hunter was like the Tony Khan. He, he would tell us what was going on and what, how he wants things to go and all, but it's almost like Tony Khan is like the owner, but he's also kind of like Hunter. He's like, he has these ideas and he's like, always like he's, he's buzz. He's always full of energy and he's always thinking or whatever. So with us, he was like, Hey, I want you guys just to do what you do. He said, but we got this going on and we got that going on. And he would just like, Every once in a while, he'll say, hey, make sure you say this or make sure you say that. And we just let, we would just, you know, say what he wanted us to say. If it was a certain person's name or something like that, or if it was a plug or something like that, like a date or something like that, he would just let us know. So it wasn't like he wanted to change anything up or anything like that. We knew what we were supposed to do. And we just went out there and did it. And he was in our ear, but he, he wasn't like uh, micromanaging anything or trying to change things around. I think uh, I want I'm not sure still full on what his vision of Ring of Honor is because he's, you know, added a few people and then he's he's pulled a few people and he's still it's still in the makes for him. It's not complete yet. Um, but like he's really open, man. He, he's, a, he's a cool guy. I didn't expect that. I didn't know what to expect, but I did not expect him to be as hands on as he as he was. And he's so- hands on and like approachable. Like he's all right with me. So when the red light went on and the show started from start to finish, how much did it feel like an actual Ring of Honor show? It was, well, I'm, I'm sitting beside Rick Cabana. It's a Ring of Honor show, you know, and 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 that's just what because like we just we just get along like that, and the cameras were on and the cameras is on us, and it's just kind of the go thing after that. We're just calling the action because it, there's no script or anything like that. It's, it's two friends watching a wrestling show, and we're we're telling the fans what we're seeing, but I'm, we're painting the pictures for the fan too. I believe that the, the, the honor of being a commentator is understanding that you are the conscience of that product. And your conscience, just like the conscience that you have in your head, you, you, you have these conversations in your head of what you should do, what you shouldn't do, and your conscience like tells you that first. And, and sometimes you, you go against your conscience and you do something wrong, you'd be like, oh man, something told me I shouldn't do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But we are like the conscience of that product. So why would we down a product? Why would we down a wrestler? Why would we talk junk about somebody if we want our product to be the best? So what Rick Abani and I do is we find out what makes this wrestler tick? What makes this wrestler special? What makes this athlete belong here? Because if you're on the roster and you're on TV and you're being seen, you belong there. Yeah. You know, I, I feel that there, there are a lot of commentators that they find a way to like pick at wrestlers and belittle them. And, and I don't know why, and I'm not pointing anybody out, but I don't feel that's my job because I was that wrestler once that worked hard to get somewhere. And once I'm there, I don't want to be beat down. I want somebody to pull out the best things out of me. And if some something negative comes, it's going to be a thought that that fan had, not that I plugged in their head. 
You get what I'm saying? I, I do, but I guess I, I guess I misphrased that question. I meant just the show in general. How did it feel like the action in the ring, the matches, the the everything, all inclusive, not just the commentary? How much did that feel like an actual Ring of Honor show, or did it? It did. It did, especially like the main event. Um, and then some of the guys like Jay Lethal, that was he was eager to make sure he he worked on the show. Um, guys like that, it, it did feel like a Ring of Honor show, um, and it did feel like you know Tony added some spice to it because there was some people he wanted to use. The Shavo thing to me was awesome, you know, because uh, getting Shavo in there, Shavo and I are good friends, um, and so and even the, the Tully Blanchard stuff was good with me because Khan was part of it, and Khan is part of Ring of Honor to us, and so the additions that were there. Um, it wasn't anything that made me feel like this isn't Ring of Honor, you know, and, and I think that's one thing Tony wanted to make sure that he did is he doesn't want to change it to the point to where it's not recognizable. He still wants it to be Ring of Honor and he doesn't want it to turn to like a subsidiary as far as like, oh, these are the people that can't make it on TV. So we put them here type thing. It's like he it's a style that he wants. And, and if you don't have that style, then you're not there. And, and that's what I respect about him. Yeah, and I've, I've been saying it on the show for a while where the, the, the talent roster there between both companies was so great that Tony would be – Tony, oh, Tony, like I know him. Uh, Tony Khan would be, uh, would, be, would be smart enough to know who belongs and who fits. And I think they did right, that. Right. And, and, like, yeah. Brian Cage is not your, you know, your textbook Ring of Honor guy lately, but now he's there and, he's, and right. he made a big impact with, with Tully Blanchard. So I feel right. like Tony Khan is smart enough to understand – what ring of honor fans want do you feel the same way yeah absolutely man i think he he has a vision for it because he is a fan you know he he was a fan of it uh he likes the product and and he's trying to make sure that it stays recognizable to the people that that are fans as well because he respects the following that it has and so he doesn't want a fan to turn on to it and feel like they're watching something totally different than what they're used to watching so I respect him for that. And that's what he told us in the meeting. So he was like, hey, be yourself. Do what you do. He said, this is the roster. This is what we have. These are the matches. And and he stuck with what he said. So I had no problem with that. We we spoke to a bunch of, uh, bunch of Ring of Honor talent post-final battle. Um, uh, we're huge fans of Ring of Honor. Did they have anything prior to them? going the direction they went. Did they have anything planned for you? Like we found out through Vincent, like the idea was Jay lethal was going to uh, join uh, uh, Vincent's little uh, stable there uh, and, and be one of his followers. Like, was there anything? Cause you guys had, you had that great story with the bouncers and you were sticking up for Ian. Like great story. I, I think ring of honor was telling the best wrestling stories. Like it was my favorite promotion. We drove down to Baltimore for, for final battle. Like I love ring of honor. What, what, what was like, what did you guys, was there plans for you prior to them shutting the doors? Like, was this a yeah, yeah. ring or were you gonna, they were, we were, we were kind of, we wanted to see, I'm trying to get like a good place for me. Cause I, I know I'm dark skin and, and it's getting dark out here and I was in the car and I was disappearing and I was like, I can't disappear on my only time here. I'm already late, and then I'm disappearing at the same time. So <laughs> forgive me for trying to figure out what I'm trying to do on here at the same. So you're kind of getting a look at my neighborhood yeah, I, and everything. Oh, there we go. Well, I'm there you so go. pretty. I surprised myself. That's but, a um, great point. <laughs> so, so, no. So they, they, there was going to be some times where I would come out and I would do things uh, and all. But my, my definite job was definitely commentary. 
but I wanted to be, uh, they wanted me to be, to show that I'm versatile, that I can do, that I can, I can do it all. And they respect that. And then um, seeing the stuff that I was doing on the indies and all that stuff, they wanted to bring some of that stuff there. It, we just kind of ran out of time, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we talked to Moses and Khan, um, the moment of solidarity at final batter after the Shane Taylor, Kenny King match. Um, did you realize at that moment the impact that it would have? No, I, I just, I just wanted to be part of it, man. Uh, because because of the fact that like Kenny and I have been friends, man, over twenty years, you know. And and then when Shane came along, um, he, he was just an instant. He just was instant, you know, and instant friendship, instant kindred. Uh, friendship because he, he loves the sport that much and we just have so much family type stuff in common, you know? And the thing that with Shane that impresses so much is that Shane never changed who he was. Like if you look at, if you look at um, Shane Taylor's promotion, it's an extension of the rebellion, like what the rebellion was, was going to be. And, and Shane Taylor really like handpicked and, and the stuff he was doing with, with Moses and Khan, it just, it wasn't just on screen. Like he does that with them in person. He's like a real mentor. Uh, to those guys and like we have a lot of respect for them and then uh when the when the idea presented itself or whatever it wasn't even a second question because how often are athletes of the same culture um able to be on the same pay-per-view a huge pay-per-view and make that much of an impact and it wasn't like a, a, a it wasn't a, a statement of you know i'm better than you it's like wow for so many years you grow up watching a product that you love when there's only one or two people there that look like you but we're at a pay-per-view where we are literally main event and semi-main event and defending titles on a pay-per-view that people are paying to see. And there's so many people that look like us on there. It's a moment that was, that, that, that was rare, that had to be made a, a solidarity thing. And then with the storyline with Kenny King and, and Shane Taylor, the hatred that they had and then coming together and all of that, man, I don't, I don't think it's, it was a better moment to be thought of to be part of. You know, it, it wasn't even a second guess for me. It's crazy to see, like, you know, when you got in wrestling 20 years ago, you know, did you ever think there would be a moment like that? It's beautiful that it finally it finally happened. It's a shame it took so long, but it's it's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm 27 years in, bro. 27 years in this thing, man. And to be part of a sport to where you, um, you kind of, when you're in it, you kind of see what's going on. And, and for me, what's kind of been my thing is that one thing is I'm, they would say hard to work with, but it's just, I have standards. I'm, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be a, a, a stereotype. I'm not going to play ignorant, you know, and I'm not going to be a role that I'm, that I can't be. I mean, th there's nothing wrong with what I see being a rapper or, or, or being a thug, but I'm neither one of those. So if I went and try to portray those, somebody that really turns on the TV and, and is that they're going to be like, this guy who that dude is, they'd be able to see right through it. If I play a cop on the show, if a cop turns on the TV, He's going to know I'm not a cop because I'm not going to walk the right way. I'm not going to say something that he would say. I'm not going to use the right code or whatever like that. So why would I portray something that I'm not? You know, and my whole thing, just like a lot of other uh, uh, athletes of my color, is we just want to be on TV and be our name. You could be Ric Flair. You could be uh, Steve Austin. You could be uh, all these other guys that, that are just their name. Why can't I just have, be who I am? Yeah. without being a, a character or, or somebody that that's that's made fun of you know and that's been my whole thing is i just want to be who i am I'm, I'm somebody that speaks well for itself i look good 
I move fast. I make money. I don't cash. You know, that's 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 me. And and I just want to be able to show that. And because I believe it, I believe it took over 20 something years for people to realize, you know what? Caprice is a nice looking guy <laughs> because it's, it's crazy. But I'm telling the truth because so many years I was just, you know, looked at as something else. And now because the culture's changing in every and literally, I believe you can make it. I believe if you're good and you push yourself and you work hard, you can make it. I really believe that now. But there were years where that really wasn't possible, no matter how good you were. And now yeah. it's possible. And I'm and I'm grateful to have seen what it wasn't and to see what it is now and to still be relevant in that area. So that that was I mean, I don't know how you could follow up on that without maybe trying to to steer back to you mentioned saying that you want to commentate for Ring of Honor, wrestle for NWA. If you only could do one. Oh, really? We're going to go there? <laughs> Can you, does, is the emphasis good with my hand bigger in front of the camera? Like, <laughs> If you could only do one. All right. So all right, how about this? Keep the companies out of it. If you could okay. either be a commentator or a wrestler right wow. now, which wow. one would it be? Well, here's the deal. I, I'm, I'm a minister as well. I, was, I know I was born to talk. You know, I, I was given the gift of gab. Uh, for a reason. And I also feel like I, I'll be able to talk a lot longer than I could wrestle, you know? And so logistically speaking, I would have to pick commentary. Um, but right now I feel like for 45 years old, I'm in amazing shape and that's also a gift, you know, and I'm, and I'm able to, I'm able to do what I'm able to do. Who else my age is capable of doing what I'm doing, not only just in the ring, but in commentary as well and, and be looked at, as one of the greats on commentary and great in the ring as well. You know, I think it's a gift that, you know, not only to be able to do it, but to be looked at as that, you know, this far into the sport to be relevant enough to where it's paid attention to and respected at the same time. So I don't take any of this stuff for granted because I have so many friends that I grew up in, grew up with in this sport that, that some of them are hurt. Some of them are can't walk anymore. Some of them uh, um, have died. You know, some of them are some of them have walked away from the sport, and some of them are part of the sport in very low fashion. Some of them are part of the sports in great fashion, like the Hardy Boys, and all, they all have their stories. But to but to still be part of the sport and to see what could have happened and what is happening, I know it's nothing but a blessing. And so I'm gonna walk on this blessing as long as it allows me to. And it's and it's perfect that you want to wrestle because you are a handsome guy, and I'd rather have your face in front of the camera than behind the camera. You know what I'm saying? I like I like it either way, man. I, I love it. Man. I love I, I love I love the competition. And the cool thing to me is the fact that like the the era I grew up in Omega, we were way ahead of our time when we were when the Omega brand, uh, you know, the, the Hardys and the, the Champagnes and the uh, Steve Carinos and, and, and C.W. Anderson and all that. When we had Omega, we were looked at as the spot monkeys and, you know, doing too much and all that stuff. And it's basically a replica of exactly what's happening now. We were way ahead of our times. Mm -hmm. And so now to see, hey, what's up, man? Now, how nice. you doing, bro? Good to see you, man. It's, yeah, it's all good, man. Uh, so I'm outside now, so I'm sorry. <laughs> I love it. I, I love it. was awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but like to, to be able to be able to um, to see it take 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 place and to see that that's the way wrestling is, man, it's, it's an honor to still be a part of it and participate with it. And when I'm working with a lot of these athletes, especially these young guys, and, and one thing I hated when I was a wrestler, um, 
is is wrestling somebody that's a lot older than you and they like not wanting to do anything. They're wanting to take a night off. They're wanting to be lazy and they want they just want to make their money and go home. And so one thing I love seeing is, you know, when I'm working an athlete that's half my age and I'm like, yo, we're going to work tonight. And they're like, really? Like, you're not going to take a night off. You're not going to, you know, I'm like, nah, man, let's work. Let's let's have a good time. Let's tear the house down. And And that's the mentality that I have, man. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. If I'm not going to do it, I'm not going to do it. And I, and I think that's the respect and love I have for the sport because people pay their last heart. There's so many people, man. I, I remember my first wrestling match I went to as a fan, my stepdad took me to, and I knew he barely had – we went to that wrestling show and we didn't buy any, any snacks or anything because he only had enough money to get me into the show. And it was an indie show at Armory. And so I know there's so many people that come to those shows that literally spend their last or the, the least they have you know, to get into these shows, why give them nothing? So who's so on the list it, right now that you want to work with? Oh man, this stuff got a list of questions, huh? Uh, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't have to be the entire list, but. Oh, we, oh, I, don't, wanna, oh I, I just yeah. got what that meant. You want to pick up your phone yeah. and go. Yeah, I, got, yeah. I no, just got no, that. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, I think I don't, I don't have a, um, I don't have one of those, man. I, I think because, when I look at the sport, I believe everybody that's in the sport brings something to it. And and I believe that whoever I'm put against, you know, it's, it's my job to, to make them look as good as they can look against me and vice versa, you know, because the fans are the ones that wins, you know. And so I, they're – man, I don't know. Dolph Ziggler, I think I would have a great match with him. Um, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't want to go down the list like Trevor Lee. Uh, just because I've known Trevor since like he was literally three years old, like I I I grew up with like I knew him since he was a baby, and to see what he's doing now is is so amazing. I'm so proud of him. I know his dad would be more than proud of him. Um, Jeff Hardy, uh, on a one on one. I don't know, man. Uh, I wish I could go back in time and like work somebody like Eddie Guerrero, Kurt Henning, you know, um, those guys. I will. Let's see. Um, well, while, while you're man. thinking, Reese, I'm going to hit you with yeah. another question. Uh, okay. So we watched AEW last week, Rampage. Ian Riccoboni got to call Ring of Honor World t- TV title match. Yeah, um, man. Are we? Uh, is there a possibility we see we could see the band getting back together, maybe on a Friday night or a Wednesday night, even if it's just a one-off? Yeah, I don't know. I, um, the the thing about that Riccoboni was. AEW is in Philadelphia. Ring of right. uh, Rickaboni is like an hour from there, you know. And so um, they respect this man. He called him and said he was going to be there, and, and that's what that was, man. And Rickaboni is going to anywhere he goes, he's going to kill it, and, and that's just the way he is, man. And so uh, there's definitely going to be Rickaboni and I again, um, and it's going to be you know r- the Ring of Honor version. I would love for us to call some matches on like the eight if the, if the Ring of Honor titles are being defended and they have me there. Uh, of course we would do it. You know, I, I don't, I can't plan the future, but I do know Tony Khan has, has definitely like spoke. He, he definitely wants to use us both. Uh, he, he has a lot of respect for us. He's, he's talked to us, you know, since then uh, to remind us uh, about that, you know, how much he respects us and what he wants to do with us and all. And so um, it's just kind of waiting for him to, to, to pull it out and do it. So it's just um, waiting on the time. You take it easy, bro. Uh, waiting on the time for him to do it and, and just kind of I, I kind of feel like I'm I'm in a Nintendo and someone pressed pause and I'm like 
just it's kind of like wait wait is waiting on that because it's like you know something great is about to happen you just don't know the date is going to happen you know what i mean yeah and so that, that's, that's that's just kind of where where we're at right now yeah and i think i think everyone out there can agree you can't have ring of honor without caprice and ian especially the big oh, dude, man right we got thanks man. look ring of honor's um, it's my favorite product, and I don't think it gets the the, the props that it's de- it deserves. And I don't think you and Ian get the respect that you do. I think you're the best team in wrestling. Wow, that's the that, that's, of, the, that's the two of you guys yeah. crush it. You tell you tell great stories. You're entertaining. You don't step on the wrestlers. You guys do. It's it's part of the reason why watching the Ring of Honor product is so enjoyable, and it's oh, genuine. Man. Um, so I think, I think it's you and Ian, and I think it's Kevin Kelly and Chris Charlton at new Japan. I think those are the, yeah, the yeah. two best commentating teams out there and no disrespect to, to Tony Siobhan. No, no, uh, yeah, Ross, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all great. I, you guys do such a great job at telling the story and, and really bringing the audience in. And I just, I wanted to get that out there before we let you run because it, it, it really means a lot to us. Well, I respect that man. You know, that's a, that's a humbling statement. Um, when we were at AEW, uh, Lord Steven Regal, he was supposed to um, come out and commentate, but he ended up getting there late. And also when we was at the pay-per-view and Tony Schiavone was like one of our producers and we came to the back and um, and we was like, he was saying, he said, great job, guys. And uh, he started telling us stuff and all. And I was like, any advice? He said, advice on what? <laughs> he, he was like, you guys are, he's like, you guys are amazing. What are you talking about? <laughs> and um awesome. and, and like for Tony Schiavone to say that, and he's somebody that I literally grew up watching, man, and, and admiring. Uh, for him to say that, man, it, you know, it it was an honor. And I believe we're a great team, but to put us on like the greatest and all that stuff, man, you're talking about the the, the gorilla monsoons and and all and Heenans and and all that stuff, man. Just to be mentioned uh, in those names is an honor to me. Because if you told me ten years ago I'd be doing commentary. At this level, I don't know if I would have took it. You know, I, I don't know if I would have accepted that. And um, but to be doing it now, I, I know it's what I'm supposed to be doing, and it's an honor to be a part of it. And I don't take it for granted. Like some people be like, "Oh, you're just a commentator now." I'm like, "Bro, I'm your freaking conscience, bro." Like, I, I, I tell you what to believe. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm in your head right now. Pink elephant, what? Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like, nah, I love it, man. I, I I love it, and um, it's it's not a secondary job for me, man. It's almost like a calling, and um, and 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 I admire uh the position, and so I don't I don't think it's second or like a a fallback or like a retirement type thing. I think it's a transition, uh, to something that something else that I can be great at. Does the that hurts uh, a lot less? Does the <laughs> does the calling? In the NWA, does it stop at the junior heavyweight championship or are we going we going right to the top here? Can you can someone please beat Matt Cardona? Please please destroying (laughs) the legacy of Sweet Chuck. Right. I I love um I love the NWA and like I said, for them to call me in, um I'm willing to do it. I am one of the heavier junior heavyweights um, there. And, and and like I said, I'm versatile. I feel I can do whatever it's called to do. And, um, bro, do you you trying to tell me if I get a chance at the NWA heavyweight title, are you kidding me right now? Like, that, bro, are you kidding me? Like, any title in NWA is, is huge to me. Like, I grew up watching all this. I grew up 
Ricky Morton, the junior title, all that stuff, man. And so I, I can go back to like, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Tim Horner, all those guys, man. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of, of all of like the cruiserweights and all, man. So I, I love it all. And the historic, the history behind it, the NWA and the titles, the people that have held it and to be a part of that history in a history book. Um, and to start the way I started and it ain't over yet. And to know it's not over yet, it, it's pretty cool because uh, the sky's the limit, man. No, the sky's where I start. The rest is up to y'all. Okay. <laughs> I love point. it. My, my dear good close personal friend, Matt Cardone. Oh, here we go. Uh, Jesus Christ. Calling, no. him, calling him out. The worst. Come on now. Come but on if now. y'all talking about him, he's doing his job. Uh, he's, look, no, 100% he's, for sure. Yeah. No one can take away the fact that he's reinventing himself. And he's doing amazing things. Yeah. We gotta get that. We gotta get that title. I want to see it. Listen, call out Matt Cardona right now. I'll make sure he sees it. <laughs> uh, I, I I I will say this. Um, I've met him before. Um, I've called matches with his better half, uh, and I feel that it, it is his better half. Um, <laughs> if, if if he wants if he wants to walk this way, he'll limp away. Um, and uh, he'll realize that the reason why I'm here is to steal the show wherever I go. And uh, he's champion for now. He's not going to be the last champion. And uh, I came to NWA to change things, man. And uh, when I say that, that's what I mean. So just know that the man with the rookie body, the veteran mind, the silver tongue, the one that's one of a kind is on his way. And I have my eyes on everything. Beautiful. Well, uh, Caprice, has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for for uh calling us on the ride home you really you could have just sent an email we could have rescheduled but nah bro i, I try to all you got is your word man i feel so bad i'm glad i was able to get on this late man it's, it's like god is telling us to go home because it's getting darker yeah and darker <laughs> it's like i'm really gonna like disappear unless i go inside the house or something and so like this is like the way of god telling you it's time to go home yeah. <laughs> this guy's not the limit but it's getting dark <laughs> it's like right it's <laughs> Well, it's been an yes. absolute pleasure. Please follow Caprice at Caprice Coleman, Twitter and Instagram, uh, and yeah, grab man. a T-shirt, ProWrestlingTees.com backslash Caprice Coleman. He's doing great things on the microphone. Uh, and if you're a Ring of Honor fan, definitely keep fingers on the pulse there because it sounds like uh, we're going to see more of Ian and Caprice, which will be a godsend. And then, of course, NWA uh, Tuesday nights and Saturdays, uh, NWA USA. Hopefully Caprice is going to be uh, walking around with some gold in no time soon. And, of course, mm -hmm. if you're down there in North Carolina and the Carolinas AML, uh, he is the heavyweight champion there. I know we didn't mention that, uh, but he is the champion. He just successfully defeated uh, our friend Matt Taven uh, in February, uh, and he's defending the title. He's wow, beat David Richards. Awesome. He's beat Dango. Yeah. Uh, he's crushing it. He's killing it. So he's got silver tongue. He's got the body of an Adonis. Uh, and he was kind enough to join us tonight. Caprice, before we let you go, anything you want to leave with the fans or just the people out there listening? Hey, man, uh, I just want to let you know, if nobody told you I love you today, I love you. I mean it. And um, if you love this sport, man, continue to support it, support the people around it. I love being on here. Anytime you call me, I'll be here, man. And um I just want y'all to continue to prosper, continue to bring people on and tell the story of pro wrestling. Love y'all. Y'all take it easy. Love you too, Caprice. Have a good Caprice, night, man. Thank right. you. Love thank you so much. Much. Great night. Right, thank now. you again. Caprice no Coleman, problem. everyone. Be sure to follow him. Check him out. He's doing great things at Caprice Coleman on Twitter and Incredible. Instagram. Uh, let me get him out of here.
Do I dare say, Matt? <laughs> you throwing him out? Jeez. No, I don't. I just feel like he's waiting for like a spaceship to like suck him up into there. He goes. Ah, what a good dude, man! I love Caprice, dude. So positive, so like, so good at like, t- dude. It took me a second. Like, I know we had him on. I think around this time last year, the year or like. No, it was years ago. It was a long time. We. Had I don't know. I, on, I no? went to the. I went to the Gmail to like look and see like if I missed an email from Matt about anything like Caprice wise. And let's see if I put Caprice in my search. Oh, oh wait a minute. From four, eight, 21. Oh, it says presser take two. Let's see who that presser is. God, Jesus. Let's see who that is. Oh, it's Mike Bennett presser, but Caprice, I guess was mentioned in it. Caprice was on the best in the world, 2016 preview. So it was six years ago. Yeah. Well, Austin theory was also in the podcast. So there's that. <laughs> but uh, Man, dude, like, it's an, dude. I can't believe he's been in the business 27 years. Yeah, looks, looks amazing, good, right? Looks incredible. Handsome looking fellow. He's awesome. Man. I'm so glad he. Could, at Tony, I think before you joined us, Kevin was like, "When do we are like we pulling the plug on this?" And I was like, "No, nah, man, just yeah. Let's, when do we call it a loss?" And it was great. It was great. And Tony asked a couple questions, so that was good. It completely good questions. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Look, it blew blew up in our face. Everything we said at the and, beginning. Talk uh, shit about you. And I'll say this: great questions all around. Great answers. Yeah. Incredible answers. You know what? He inspired me. I think I'm going to tell everybody I love him at the end of every episode instead of doing the normal gimmick because I think that's awesome, dude. He said he loves us. Well, who does? And he loves y'all. <laughs> that are watching and listening along in podcast form and on all the social media. Incredible guy. So positive. Even though he was late, we kept him. He gave us his Dude. time when he was on his. No, no, he was. He didn't no, no, no. And he, he, he's just making like jokes too. Like it's getting dark. You're not going to be able to see. I didn't me. realize what, like, come on this hand motion. I didn't realize what that meant. Like he wanted to pick up his phone when I asked him about the NWA or ROH. I didn't mean it like that. I just meant, like, what would you prefer, a commentary or wrestling? Well, I wasn't also expecting a list from him. I figured maybe there's a couple guys he'd love to wrestle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, listen, <laughs> that's a, there's, some, there's some good meat on this bone. Fuck yeah. But uh, anyway, but Caprice is the best all around. Follow him. Support him. He's the man. <clears throat> God damn, I keep turning my mic off. Turn my, my mic, mic off. All right, we're going to talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling, Dontaku. Uh, oh, we're going to talk NWA. We're going to talk a little MLW. But, of course... Uh, uh, Tony, do you want to do the honors or do you want me to do the honors tonight? Uh, for what the wraparound for the network? Yeah, network wraparound. Really, I really don't have anything. I got ready it. I got it right here. Don't worry. Oh, and by the way, just because Snowy is on Radioactive Metal and uh, Wrestling in Canada, he does those shows with different people. <laughs> <laughs> I know you wouldn't know that because you don't listen to any of the shows on the Shiny Wizard Network. No, I don't listen. To <laughs> oh, no, listen, and you know what? No offense to those guys, neither do I. Oh, boo. I but think, what, what you, do you want? Good. Shining Wizards Network, 33% Shining Wizards approved. Yeah, better than no percent. That's a great point. All right. So, Jeff, what do we always say? Back after this. All right. So, for those of you out there, that uh, want to check out the Shining Wizards Network, it is home to uh, great shows. Tons of content, uh, music, wrestling, pop culture, uh, movies from the 80s and the 90s, 
Australian people. It's really just a fun time. And uh, if you're ever interested, head on over to shiningwizardsnetwork.com. And you, yes, you, the listener, the viewer, can check out some of these great shows. The Midnight Jury is over there uh, where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Uh, Their latest episode is up there where they talk uh, Boogie Nights. It's actually a Midnight Jury classic from seven years ago, January 6th, 2015. Uh, So you can check that out over there, see what the Midnight Jury is all about. Uh, The Mark Order podcast, I sometimes do that show on Wednesday nights. It's an all AEW podcast. Uh, We go on every Wednesday night right after uh, AEW Dynamite. We're talking Dynamite. We're talking Rampage. We're talking bowling balls and uh, weirdness. It's, It's a really a great great show and uh if you're an aw fan it's definitely something for you to check out sometimes i'm there sometimes i'm not uh with the work schedule getting busier i'm most likely not there often but on the off chance that i am there you should tune in because we have a good time the inconclusive breakdown podcast uh they uh their latest episode just dropped yesterday the ministry of truth uh they do bands with animals in its name it's the top 10 list and you want to check that out. Can you name two bands with an animal in their name? Can you? I don't hear you. The Turnbuckle Throwbacks. Uh, Phil and Choppy and maybe Jay. I don't know. Um, Phil apparently is doing a phil tutorial. I don't know what that is. So it's probably horse shit. Because the only thing worth listening to on the Turnbuckle Throwbacks is Jay. Uh, but check it out anyway. Maybe you like it. Maybe you hate it. I don't know. Phil's a good guy, though, so check him out. Uh, Wrestling Night in Canada is a show from our brothers to the north, and they are uh, a couple weeks behind, but they're covering Mania. They're uh, talking Scott Hall, uh, and they're doing it all from the north. So check out our lovely brothers to the north, Wrestling Night in Canada. Uh, Ringside Ramp, my man RJ over there is doing great things. Uh, They are bringing in Josh Rosenbaum this week, and they rant about WrestleMania 19. Uh, so check that out if you want to go in the Wayback Machine. And, of course, Radioactive Metal over there. Uh, it's Snowy's uh, Bread and Butter. Um, today is the day. Uh, it's Record Store Day up there in Canada. Uh, so they talk about uh, some new releases and their overall experience going to the wrestle stores. Uh, the wrestle stores. The record stores. Uh, so check out Radioactive Metal over on the Shining Wizards Network. And, of course, the Brocast. Uh, they're not part of the network, but we do run their commercial. Uh, so you can check them out over at the broadcast on Twitter. Uh, they do a great show. I'm going to pull it up right now. I'm going to let you know what they do. Uh, at the broadcast, their latest episode is uh, a watch along to In Your House 15, Cold Day in Hell. So check that out. Uh, and I would be remiss not to plug our Can You Beat That Champion, JJ Rogue, at JJ Rogue Means. Uh, and he's over there doing the Year of Pod uh, podcast the year of Duke and Rogue, where they are talking WCW 96. Their latest episode, Slamboree, is up now. Uh, check them out at Year of Pod. Uh, Kevin will be back to defend the championship on May 23rd, I think the date is. Uh, and we are waiting to see who will be challenging him. And that is the Shining Wizards Network. Um and then we're going to take this time. I'm going to take this time. Thank those that support us over at our Patreon, patreon.com slash wizards podcast for as little as a dollar a month. You, yes, you can support the shining wizards wrestling podcast. $3 a month gets you bonus content. $5 a month. We will plug your social media, your website, your business, uh, whatever. 
ten dollars, twenty dollars a month until um until July, I guess. I don't know. Gets you a box of wizardry. Boxes of wizardry are going away in July. We'll have more news on that in the coming weeks. Um, if you have not gotten your box for April, do not fret. I am putting together mega boxes. Since it's the last time you're gonna get a box of wizardry from us, everyone, I have your information. You'll be getting mega boxes of wizardry. July, it's a wrap. We're going in a different direction. So don't fret. I know people, Kate, Mike Peterson, all my people in May. I know you're supposed to get boxes. I have it all right on this little piece of paper over here somewhere. I got lots of pieces of paper on my desk. I got boxes. I got a list. T-Donk gave me a list. Mega okay? boxes. You're going to get mega boxes, people. We're going we're gonna to put a pretty bow on the boxes of wizardry. And then we're going to go in a different direction. But a, a, a great direction. Oh, yes, a great direction. But we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll show you the, the way, way. Uh, oh. as we get closer. At this time, let's thank those producers. Kathy Hummer, the queen of the Shining Wizards. Manny Carrazzo, the king of the Shining Wizards. Danny Rusinello, at Danny Russ on the Twitter machine. Anthony Rusinello, Sean Toe, Sean Calejo. Kate, the great Hensler, over at Miss Kate Fabe. Superstar. On the Twitter machine. She's doing the Mark Order podcast. She's doing Sour Graps. She's doing the SmackDown Rampage Fightful Post Show. I'm picking the dead skin off my forehead. Uh, Matt Garifo, Matt Mellinger. Christine Friesendorf. Mark Parloni. <laughs> Happy birthday, Mark. Kenny Hossey. Jake Hossey. The big cop of pump. The only thing worth listening to on a godforsaken show. Thomas Cops, the Mott Spock at high five. Tom, he's doing the Marking Out Ring of Honor uh, Revivalry show. Oh, that's right. That's show. right. So check that out. Uh, Michael Hammond, Crap. Matthew Birch, uh, Braden Bergen at Berg XRO. He's the LeBron James of Mattel Elite Figure Collecting. Brendan Haney, <clears throat> Carrie Cowling at the Carrie Crush on the Twitter machine. Hey, Ryan Schlong at the Mark Order Pod. <laughs> Asian hey. Joe, hey uh David Henry Bauer III is pal Antonio Hauserman makes experimental music at Harvestman Records 856.bandcamp.com backslash music. A new fucking website. Yeah! Woohoo! Mike Peterson at LOL Mike Peterson. Rob Ooh. Humphrey. I dunk biscuits. Who doesn't? Uh, my man, Roll. Rolling, rolling. Uh, the Daily Smark over at thedailysmark.com at the Daily Smark on Twitter. They help you find the latest pro wrestling news along with up to the minute daily podcasts. Don't forget, we deliver YouTube videos to keep you in the loop. loop and last, loop. but certainly not least, <clears throat> William Mercia Jr. Lives are going to be. In William Mercier's hands. You know what I mean? Kevin, Ooh. do I ever know what I mean? Tony, I what my, are you doing? I put my all into that one. You know what you I did. mean? Put my all into that one. That was we got a uh, pretty strong May coming up. Brian R. Solomon joins us next week. He's the author of um the original Chic book that just came out, available on Amazon. Very chic. Yes, uh, very chic with the original chic. Uh, right. He'll be joining us May 9th, May 16th. Akira, 
Uh, you know him from GCW, Deathmatch Wrestler. He'll be joining us May 23rd, the Marche Rocket. And then uh, we're working on a couple things in May and June, so it should be exciting uh, as we plow through. Uh, these oh. I can't believe it's fucking May already. It's going to be May. Oh, you're freaking one of those. <laughs> Listen, I'm, a bi- I'm a big like Timberlake guy. I nope. hate I hate that freaking meme. Yeah, I hate it too. That's why I did it. Hi oh. Hi right. So let's get back into wrestling Don Taku real quick. Oh god, still we, we didn't, didn't get to talk wrestling. about it, dipshit. Everybody had a good time and that's that. Don Taku Michinoku. Everyone had a great time. Uh Kevin, uh, we're not going to run down the whole card. I don't think no. we need to. But what were some of your highlights? All right. So my favorite match of the night was was result. Oh, first of all, let me start by saying this. The moment that Kevin Kelly, and I have all the respect in the world for Kevin Kelly, the moment he said Jay White was 8,000 miles away, and that happened to be like the running theme of the show, I knew that my Naito pick was off. It was wrong, and I knew Okada was winning, and Jay White would be showing up at the end. Knew it, <clears throat> knew it from day one ish. As soon as that happened, I'm like eight thousand miles away. And then, of course, the narrative of the show was very Bullet Club centric, and I love it because you know I'm an NWO guy, so I love Bullet Club. I'm all in, and and despite how much I love Impact, and I do, I truly, truly do. It doesn't have, and I love AEW. I truly, truly do. Bullet Club does not have the same impact if it's not in New Japan to me. To, uh, I, think, I think you're right. You're right, a hundred percent on that. And it, it, the so what? So once that again, eight thousand miles away thing. I was like, because there was a lot of talk that Naito might be retiring soon, and I did my research, Matt. That's why I took like to one a.m. to get me the picks to get the picks in. And there are a lot of talks that Naito didn't get a great run when he was when he was the champion. So maybe they figured like maybe he'd do like Tokyo Dome in a better situation or uh, or something like that. So I thought maybe they would at least give him a, a, a little bit of a run. So that's why I picked Naito. But the, the theme of the show was clearly Bullet Club. And so that was great. Um, Chase Owens and Bad Luck Fale was the one that I kind of wanted to have back because even without this is actually separate from what I just said. I, I felt like they were going to win, but I just didn't feel it enough. And I'll say the match of the night for me was uh, Ishimori and Desperado. Just so many like from a wrestling fan's perspective. Yes, it's, it's it was very it was very high paced. It was very high action, but there was also so many nuances reversals, counters, like roll-ups and, and all this kind of stuff that I've never, never seen before. Like I'm 37, I'm going to be 39 years old in a month. And I've never, some of the stuff I've never seen before. So to me, that was the match. Um, Tanahashi, I know we said we're not going to go over every match, but it's just, I'm spit firing right here. Tanahashi Ishii, complete opposite of what, what we just saw. I'm not a big fan of just like going, like I get it. Like just like literally striking for like no try- attempts to block. I get it. It's like a masculinity thing. It's like who could like literally have the, the glass jaw, and and credit to Ishi. Like even after he got the better of everything, he still sold. Like he was still hurting from it, even though he couldn't do it in the moment. So uh, great match, a lot of good stuff. But to me, it was 
uh, Desperado and Ish- and uh, uh, God, not Ishi, uh, Ishimori. Ishimori was a lot of fun, and uh, and then of course the main event and the, the the whole running theme of Bullet Club was, I think, was incredible. And uh, if you're not familiar with New Japan, so it's ha- it was happening in the states, it's happening on Impact. You're kind of seeing it in AEW. Essentially, it comes down to Jay White is in control of the Bullet Club, and he gave everyone an ultimatum: either go with him, or you're out. And the yeah. only people who were out were uh, Jado, oh uh, god, and the and uh, the Gorillas of Destiny. Yeah, and shout out to them, man. Both of them, dude, they fucking crushed it. Dude, they. This is my first. I don't know how often they've wrestled singles matches. I'm sure they have here and there, but they looked like singles, even though they were wearing the same gear relatively in different color schemes. Dude, they look. They both look like singles stars. Yeah, they both, both had their runs in the G one, but man, what a cut! Look, I hate evil, and I hate that House of Torture. I love, I love evil. the Tomatonga evil match. I loved it. I, I, see, I'm, I'm an evil guy. Like I was the I, he. I didn't hate that he had that run with the belt. Like I thought that that was going to happen. He's got a Which, great look. He's got a great look. That when they first did it, when he beat Naito. For the, I was all about it. You know it. Tony says it every time I complain about it. Every man was everything is evil. But it's it was <laughs> it was after he lost the title back to Naito, and then the straight every single evil house of torture match was dick to go with the fucking Garrett with the fucking chairs with the outside. It was every and the fucking referees just kept letting it happen and happen, and it's affecting the New Japan Cup. The fucking never six. Never man, never, never six, six. never six man open weight champions. Like it was enough, was enough. So I thought that was uh great. And and Tamatanga and Tangaleo looked great. Um, uh, Hiromu and Yo told a great story. Yo, 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 Um, yeah, 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 yo, yo. You know, Hiromu thinks Yo just kind of phones it in, he doesn't give it his all. Um, he fucking booted him out of the ring after the match, and then he left the best of the Super Juniors uh, trophy in the middle of the ring because it's best of the Super Juniors time. Oh, and we'll get there. But Matt, real quick, I just I I did take a I, I took some notes. Um, so Doctor Watto is not the the batchet crazy guy that wears underwear on his head, right? That's that's Taguchi. That's Taguchi. Yo, that my my man's crazy. <clears throat> Taguchi is. Is a crazy man. He's yes. out there, dude. He, <laughs> I, did... <laughs> I did love the spots where he like he like hits his butt on everybody, and then like he literally went out like kind of like he was gonna do like the big boss man slide, and then punch in the face. Yet he still just did like a butt bump. Yeah, it's, it's his thing. I, I, I don't know. I did, <laughs> but dude, the fact that he like literally like had like a roll up and literally pulled his trunks down or his tights down and put his ass on the dude's face. While yes. he was covering him, like, he put his asshole on Kanemura's face. God, and this I I like I, I remember the story of Doki about how Doki was was jealous about how going, uh, he had to be like the the young boy who got all like the shit treatment in in uh, Mexico while uh, Doctor Watto went on excursion. Master Watto, what did I say? <laughs> what did I call him? Doctor Watto. Doctor Watto. Same thing. Uh, so that I think that was a, and I liked I liked Doki and, and uh, uh, Kanemoro, and I also liked that team in the triple threat. Who Hiroki came out Kodo. with, with Hiroki Kodo and Yoshihashi? I love that. 
Kevin, I'm going to tell you uh, Taguchi's pedigree. He is a two-time IWGP junior heavyweight champion. Yeah, I think I know that. Seven-time tag champion, four times with Prince Devitt. Yeah. And but, he was he's part of the 69th tag team champions, isn't he? 69, yes. So yeah. wait, so why is he and he's in the super juniors as well, right? Yes, he, he won the super juniors in 2012. So wait, why is he he was the one that that first started out wearing that like rugby helmet to the ring, right? Yes. Not first started out, but like that's how, started, I, that's how I discovered him. When we started watching, he was doing that. Yes. Yeah, the rugby gimmick, yep. <clears throat> so why? Because he's nuts. I hope this is something that he wants to do. Yes. It's like it's like him and Yano and Hanma. Like, they're all fucking crazy. Toge Makabe. Yeah, Makabe's another one. Makabe was on commentary. Oh, yeah, and what's his name? And Bad Luck Folly called him out. Yeah. Said bitch. Yeah, they got uh, some crazy okay. fuckers in New Japan. Yeah, they do. I, but I love this. I absolutely like. I might. The only thing I didn't watch was the six man because we didn't pick it. Right. The six man wasn't terrible. Um, oh, the the mystery partner was Bushi. No, the mystery partner was not Bushi. Wait, who was the mystery partner? Bushi. Because they yeah. introed. All right, Matt. They the way that the way they, Kevin they Kelly and the guy did it. They did it as a gag because it was Lij. So it was going to be Shingo, uh, Bushi, and the um, guy that got the COVID. Um, uh, Tatsumi Fujinami. Oh, Fujinami yeah. had COVID? Yes, him and um, Will Ospreay got COVID. Yeah, yeah. So so uh, it ended up being... Uh, they, they tried to explain it, but I can't... Shiro Koshinaka. Young Lion? No. I've he was the first was. ever IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. Oh God, was he 90? He is uh, 63. Get off. I'm so glad I didn't watch this. (laughs) Dude, he starts the match. Bro, he was going. And he is the originator of the butt bump, Kevin. Oh, Jesus. All right, so now I have to watch it. Uh, Gordon Post brings up, don't they call Taguchi the funky weapon? I think that's his nickname, right? He is the funky weapon. (laughs) I have no idea. This is why I'm not doing a podcast on Fightful for New Japan. (laughs) Yeah, so he, uh, Shiro Koshinaki, they dusted him off. And the real story was Shingo and uh, Tai Chi, who had, uh, Shingo is now your king of pro wrestling champion. Of course. Oh, for real? Yes, because he beat Tai Chi in a match where the first to 30, to the 30 count would win. Matt, I think we're, hold on, Tony, I'm sorry to cut you off. I think we're burying the lead here. Juice Robinson joins Bullet Club. Oh, no, well, no, 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 no. That's not the lead. How did Yano lose the fucking King of Pro Wrestling title? That's the lead. Yano lost it to Tai Chi. Oh. When? Would they have a sing-off? Damn it. Now you're going to make me look this up? Because fucking Yano should have won that handily. You're handily. All the time, Kev. <laughs> Twice on Sunday. That's right. Both Ooh. hands. You're both handily. I'm getting old. <laughs> Bye handily. Bye handily. There you go. <laughs> Bye weekly. Bye handily. Just give me a second. Nah, don't worry about it. Yeah. No, no, now I got to know. Anything else happen in wrestling katsu? Yes. Uh, Toriyanu. Uh, Yan, uh, Taichi beat him in a no-rope ring-out match. So what do you do, throw him out of the ring? Is that, it's like is a that sumo match. Oh, oh, Jesus. Could you imagine and those then, doing in, in the uh, Mawashis? And then Shingo beat Taichi in a 30-count match. 
the first person to get a com, com why is combined so combined 30 count in pinfall. Oh, Jesus. That sounds atrocious. Instead it was of, actually really fucking good. Instead of the three count, I think we should do a 30 count every week. So that's uh that's how we got there. The only three count that matters is the one that Tank Abbott's involved with. Abu. Um Abushi. I was so I was kind of annoyed with the Bullet Club winning the tag titles because I Great Ocon and Jeff Cobb just won them. Yep. Well, um, you know how that goes. They didn't get pinned, so you know yes, they're gonna. I know, them. I know the story. I'm Lays just looking because fucking Jeff Cobb is a <laughs> fucking freakazoid, bro. No shit, moving uh, great. Freak, a freak. So Kevin brings up Juice Robinson, Hiroshi. Uh, well, no, let's not go there first. Tomatongo beats Evil. He becomes the never open weight champion. It's his first time he's ever been singles gold. As he is in the ring, celebrating. Out from the crowd, Machine Gun Carl Anderson and the big LG. They fucking beat the shit out of Tamatanga. Um, Carl poses with the Never Openweight Championship, and it looks like we have a match at Dominion in June. Carl Anderson challenging Tamatanga, and I'm sure this is just the beginning of the Good Brothers against the Girls. Oh, great, and then big LG is going to be there. It's going to be everything is evil with two other fucking idiots. There you go. Well, we got fucking Tongaleo is there, man. Yeah, it was pretty cool the way they said, like, like, I don't care about this belt anymore, but I know someone that does. And Juice Robinson comes in. I didn't realize the the as much as the backstory as how much Juice and Jay White, I guess. There's a lot. So there's a lot. So Juice was under the Hiroshi. Um, so so what Kevin's talking Hiroshi Tanahashi beats Big Tom. Uh, and then yeah, Chase so- Owens. Chase Owen comes out with the tag title and he's like, you didn't give me, I beat you. You didn't give me a rematch, but I know someone that does dude in a bullet club vest, jeans and a ski mask on comes out. He hits uh pulp fiction on uh, Tanahashi. And then Kevin Kelly's like, I know that move. And he takes off his mask and it's juice Robinson. And if you recall a couple weeks ago, juice Robinson gave an interview where he was like, I didn't sign my contract. I'm done with new Japan pro wrestling. Quitsky signed with the bullet club. So this is huge. Uh, obviously, him and Jay White have a, a very long history, um, so it's interesting to see that he's under uh, the Bullet Club with Jay White being the leader. Kev, you wanted a 30 count? You got one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I I enjoyed the hell out of this show, so I have no problem talking. And about I was him. super... Kevin uh, asked me if I was going to watch it yesterday, and I said... I'm I sorry, I did what? You asked him? Asked me if I was going to watch it, and uh, I was at work, and I said no, but you can watch it if you want. So Kevin watched it and he was fucking fired up about it. So I'm excited to talk about it with him. Yeah. Listen, I, there's nothing. I mean, the Ishii, the Ishii and and Tanahashi, uh, no, uh, yeah. Uh, was a little much for me just cause like, but it ended up being a a fantastic, really enjoyable match. It was supposed to be Tanahashi and Osprey. Right. Right, so I and the way that they made it, and Kevin Kelly and uh, the British dude uh, did Chris, a Chris Charlton. Okay, they did a great job um, making us understand that Tanahasho was now becoming Ishi, and Ishi was adjusting to Tanahasho, and they were just adjusting styles and stuff like that, and you know his frog splashes and his misses, and you know the the power bombs, and it was a. Uh, it was. It ended up being a great match, but I just I hate the like. I'm just gonna stand here, and let you punch me, and then I'm gonna stand back and let you punch me instead of trying to like block, like like the Austin and Rock. You would throw a, 
uh, no, they did the same thing, I guess. But those things. Yeah, were but they always... were they were firing back. That was yeah. an exchange where they were like going at each other. Like, I hate. You know what else I hate worse than that, Kevin? When the two jackoffs bring chairs into the ring and they sit down and start punching each other. Holy fuck! Can we stop yeah, that, with this? Yeah, I, I agree. That's like, and again, it's all entertainment, so I get it. So again, I didn't. It just was just like they did it so many times. Yep, that's what they do. That's that's New Japan, brother. No, that was one match in New Japan. The show, yeah, the but show they do was... that a lot in New Japan. They were there, hey, and then, oh, yeah, yeah. Hey. And, and they're saying different things. Like, what are they saying to each other? Like, come on, motherfucker, and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, so Okada defeats Naito uh, in, a, in just under thirty-five minutes. Unbelievable match. The post-match stuff was was Okada just running his fucking gums like anyone gives a shit. Uh, I do. Shut your fucking mouth, all right? Until the fucking King Switch shows up, bitch. Fuck him. And him and and the fucking Bullet Club beat down that punk-ass motherfucker. Fucking go cry me a river. King Switch reigns supreme. I loved it. And we get the new Bullet Club. The fucking... Now the Bullet Club consists of Chase Owens, Bad Luck Folly, Jay White, Juice Robinson, the Good Brothers. And let's not forget, they shouted out on his way up, Chris Bay, who I thought would be at this point, well out of the Bullet Club. Right, Chris Bay's <clears> there. So, fucking awesome shit. Um, He's a member of the Bullet Club, I believe. And, and Matt, yep. I, I don't know if you want to conclude this coverage because it goes right into my top five. What, the, the super, the best of the Super Juniors? No, oh, no, the the bullet, the bullet the whole Bullet Club talk. Oh, oh no. well, no, I was going to talk about, about Bullet Clubs. So, they announced the best of the Super Juniors. God, it's like Tony doesn't even like this, Tony. Really? This is a huge time for the... This is a huge huge tournament, huge announcements here. It's the first time that we're going to see uh, some American talent in Japan since the pandemic. Some names that you're not familiar with uh, or you didn't think you'd ever see in New Japan. Uh, Impact's X-Division champion, Ace Austin. Yes, and I didn't realize this till after the fact that they Rocky Romero and Ace Austin teased this <laughs> on Impact. Uh, it, uh, Rocky Romero extended the invite to Ace Austin to possibly being a part of the Super Juniors uh, tournament. And then Ace Austin was like, yeah, that might be something, but like get the hell out of my interview time. And then they're going to be facing each other next week on Impact, Rocky and Ace Austin. So uh, yeah, former, I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't watch Impact till after. Gotcha. This, so. uh, former guest, Alex Zane, the sauce. Oh, that was a huge, that, dude, that popped me. I was not expecting that. Uh, Wheeler, Utah. The Ring of Honor pure champion. Yeah, and there was a theme there with Wheeler Utah and and also Austin Ace Austin being there as respective champions in different companies. Uh, uh, L. Lindemann will be there. Yep. I'm not uh, familiar with him, but I am familiar with Titan. Titan will be there. Clark Connors, one of the LA yeah. Dojo boys, will be making his excursion back there. Yeah. Once I saw Clark, I was hoping. I was like, give me a Carl. Give me a Carl. <laughs> But, well, look, if it if it means these guys are going to be there for best of the Super Juniors, there's going to be a lot of undercards, a lot of six man. So I think you're going to see a lot of a lot of dojo guys over there, I hope. Um, Taguchi, Hiromu Takahashi, Yo, Kanemura, Ishimori, Sho, uh, Francisco Akira, Master Wado, Robbie Eagles, Bushi, Doki, Desperado, El Fantasmo. TJP, TJP round out the uh, best of the super junior. So that starts uh, May 15th. Um, and they've already announced the main events of each <clears throat> night. 
So it's going to be. Yeah. And Tony, uh, we're, we're picking every single match. I can pick oh, my ass, too. So it's fucking awesome. And this only means good things if the portals are starting to open up. I put this in the Discord yesterday. Brian Danielson will be in the G1. If 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 this best of the Super Juniors is a sign of things to come, Brian Danielson uh, it will be in the G1 this summer. 100%. I'd fucking bet the farm on it. So, not, Matt, were you surprised? Because I, I wasn't expecting it to be, like, super... Were you expecting a larger AEW presence in this or no? No. Okay. No, because here's the thing with the, like, I think a lot of people are super excited about best of the super juniors. Maybe they're not familiar. Like Wheeler, Utah, yeah. I, I would be surprised if he wins three matches. Okay. So, yeah. He's so I'm literally gonna, asking as like a fan yeah, who's naive he's not, to the whole thing. He's not going to go over there and he's going to beat, he's going to beat Doki. Maybe he beats Teton. Maybe he beats Master Wado. Okay. Point taken. Uh, and maybe he like steal like there's always one like freakishly weird victory where like you know fucking Doki beats uh El Fantasmo. Oh, El Fantasma will be on impact. Or no, he'll be on the under siege card as a uh, ELP, nice. Yep. What was Steven Seagal? No, it'll be uh the Bullet Club versus Honor No More in a five on five at, at Under Siege. So that is New Japan, because I know Tony's getting annoyed by that. Yeah, a little bit. All right. Well, Tony, do you want to give us your three count on the NWA? Boy, do I. This week, it's all about NWA power. I mean, check out USA. USA's got some good shit. But my three count this week, we get Trevor Murdoch versus Aaron Stevens. And the thing that I love about this is Trevor is just on this mean streak, which is great. And Aaron Stevens, when he takes a finisher, he's done. There's no bullshit. Like, you know when he gets hit with something, it's over. I like that about him. This is a good match. We got two title matches finishing out the three count this week. We got Homicide defending the Junior Heavyweight Championship against Titus, uh, Titus, Rhett Titus, Titus O'Neil. Fuck me. This was a great match. Uh, Rhett Titus was trying to do the respect thing, and Homicide's like, fuck you and your respect. They beat the shit out of each other. Homicide retains. But the match of the week. I talk about it all the time. Anytime them boys are in an NWA ring or any kind of ring, check it out. They had a fucking great match with La Rebellion. I'm like, are they going to switch the titles on fucking NWA Power? It's possible. Maybe they will. Look, they wound up not switching the titles. But, dude, this was a fucking great match. There was so many times where you thought, like, fuck, Rebellion's going to finish it. Fuck, the Briscoes are going to win. Fuck, Rebellion's going to take this one. It was so back and forth. It was so good. Check that one out. That's must-see NWA this week. It's all on power. There's a lot of other shit that's in there, but those are your three, and it's three matches this week. Yes, Matthew. Tony, I must say, I did watch NWA Power, and I had fun tweeting about it. Black G's did not appreciate me. Um, But, you know, Jordan Clearwater clearly needs to break away from the scum of the earth. you've You've been telling people to break up their groups in a couple of different scenarios. I have. Quick. I also told VSK he's got a future, a bright, bright future in the Kisness bit. Uh, in his kiz- <laughs> Jesus Christ, Kisness bid. Holy fuck! Bright future in the business, kid. Get away from the Cardonas. I don't like how Matt's calling people kid. 
Like he's the fucking manager with the stogie in the corner. Like, kid, you're gonna be something someday. Well, I thought Jordan Clearwater had a nice showing. I enjoyed the the um the junior heavyweight championship. Tony, I am surprised that Angelina Love didn't make it into your top three. <laughs> no, she didn't, but I had side notes. I do I do like uh there were two call outs. Tom Latimer's calling out Jack Stane, he wants a national title, which is awesome. And uh Mickey James is calling out Camille. Yeah. So yeah, it's going and to be Tony, good shit. can I point out the most ironic thing that I heard on NWA Power this this week is when Velvet Sky was oh bragging about how uh, Austin Idol wasn't there, and she was like, she said to Joe Galli, she's like, sometimes the sound of silence is golden, and I was like, hmm, really? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe you, maybe you should like play that over and over in your own head. Because, you know, it, it wasn't as much back and forth between the two of them because the one of them wasn't there. But yeah, and I didn't hate the Angelina Love thing, by the way. And she, but did you notice that Velvet Sky kept saying shit like, "Oh, you know, I, I'm kind of surprised she didn't tell me she was on her way in." But yeah. you know, like she, she's my bestie. And look, yeah, if it gets gonna... her off the commentary desk, I'm all for it. I'll sit through a fucking Angelina Love Velvet Sky match. That match, that match wasn't bad. That that Angelina Love match. No, With it wasn't. Judy Lynn. Yeah. Oh, did you hurt your ass? I actually bone? enjoyed it. And now, I always feel like whenever like someone like Angelina Love comes into a company and she brings up the opponent and shakes her hand after that, it's a bet she's going to become a, a heel in like a week. Oh, she's going to clothesline somebody. Yeah. Hopefully, it's Velvet. Velvet. She knocks her fucking head off. And then Madison Rain can get get involved too, and we can have a whole reincarnation. Oh, Ugh. Gross. Uh, so that's the NWA. Uh, I'll keep tabs on it. I enjoy watching the NWA. <laughs> No, Kevin, good shows got... this week. Both shows were good shows. Kevin, you got anything for Impact? Yeah, I do. You know what? Because uh, probably one of the things that trumps a lot of stuff is that the Briscoes uh, showed up in uh, Impact. I know they were on the multiverse of matches, but that was a hybrid WrestleMania weekend event. So um, the Briscoes defeated uh, Heath. Damn, that's pretty cool, man. And uh, Rhino. Uh, God, Matt. Matt. If you could find this promo uh, that Heath and Rhino cut in the before the match against the Briscoes, Rhino's voice cracks like eight times, and it's hysterical. All right, I'll see if I can find it for later. And uh, so uh, then, of course, uh, they end up winning, and they will be challenging Violent by Design at Under Siege in a couple weeks, I believe. So uh, under the be siege. Under, under the siege. I think it's actually this weekend, Kev. Yeah, I think you're right, Matt. I think you're right. Yeah, maybe. They announced, oh, they announced picking... a lot of the matches for this show. Are we picking two um, pay-per-views this weekend? No, no, no. This is a Fight TV gimmick. Under no, I mean, this is an Impact Plus gimmick, not a... Under the siege. Um, Moose and Josh Daniels had the rematch. Oh, from Rebellion. Tony, I don't... You want? Are we get, do you have it on? Hey, this is Moose. Ah, uh, Moose. Does he have it on him? Hey. <laughs> Moose, uh, how do you feel about your rematch with Josh Daniels? Hey. Ah, uh, I understand. I understand completely. Josh Daniels beat you. Hey, this is Moose. Yeah, I know. Shining uh, the wizard. That's right. No, you should have shined the wizard. You should have shined the, uh, the Josh Alexander, but you didn't do it. Hey. Oh, I'm sorry. Moose is upset. You can get pissed off Moose. Oh, I, listen, I understand. I understand his concerns. Um, 
But Josh Daniels moves another great match, not as good as Rebellion, but incredible nonetheless. You, I don't think you could put these two guys in the <clears> ring together and it not be good. Uh, Alex Shelley teasing a little heel turn. First of all, Mike Bailey's got the whitest teeth I've ever seen. It's like uncomfortably <laughs> white. Like he, it was Alex Shelley, Chris Saban, and uh, and Mike Bailey against uh, against. Uh, oh my god! Oh my god! Honor no more. Honor no more. Yes, uh, the team of Edwards, uh, Taven, Edwards, Taven, and Bennett. Which also brings me. I think that even though Vinny Marsalia is in the match at Under Siege, it seems like they're kind of pulling him in PCO away from that group. Um, but who knows? Uh, so Mike Bailey. Uh, they lost and they're teasing dissension between uh, uh, Shelly and Saban and Bailey. So, yeah, so that's uh, impact in a nutshell. I'm sure there's other stuff, but it's called three count for a reason. And I gave you 30. So. No worries. Well, uh, under siege is taking place on the seventh. Josh Alexander defends his impact world champion championship against big Tom. Uh, the knockouts championship is on the line. As Tasha Steele's defense against havoc. Uh, violent by default. Violent. Vi- what the fuck? By man? default. Violent by default. By violent, violent by, by design. Default. Defends like, their tag titles against the Briscoes. Uh, the AAA Reina de Reinas champion Ty Valkyrie defends against Diana Perazu, and the Bullet Club takes on Honor No More. In yeah. The, uh, it looks like a five-on-five match. Jay White, the Good Brothers, Chris Bay, and El Fantasmo against Taven Bennett, Vince, Eddie Edwards, and Kenny King. Yeah, and I'll throw this out there. I think Deanna Perazu's going on in a, in a way of a storyline where she's going to be on a free fall. I think she's going to lose this match to Taya. I think she's going to lose on Wednesday to uh, Mercedes Martite, Mar- uh, Martinez, and I think Mar- Mercedes is going to be the undisputed Ring of Honor champion, and it's going to go from champ, champ, challenge to her having no gold and her being a, an insane heel trying to get gold back. So just throwing that out there before I forgot. All right, I dig that. Uh, Tony, you sent us a text message the other day. You're done with Microman? I'll get to that because that's my that's one of my points. My first point for the week, Myron Reed pissed off Cesar Duran, one of his masked goons, screwed him out of what he feels is a chance to become a double champion because he wants to go after that national openweight gold. So he's got some beef with El Jefe. We're going to see how that plays out. Matt, you're absolutely correct. Microman... Look, I get it. It's probably a good gimmick for the fucking crowd, but dude, I'm fucking done with this. It was so bad. It was another fucking Gino Medino clusterfuck. Actually, Microman had Casey Navarro and Aramis on his team this week, and uh, they took on Gino Medino uh, and Mini Abismo Negro and Arez. This thing only went about 10 minutes this time. It did. I think it got one commercial break or whatever. Oh, by the way, guess who was in the heel corner, Gino Medino's corner? Not only did we get Microman in this match, we got fucking Gangrel. You want to talk about a woo, woo, woo. This was fucking dog shit, dude. It was bad. That little fucker. I hope he gets hit by a train. I'm fucking tired of Microman. The the gimmick's cool, but this is the shits. Fucking have him come out, high five some fans. Maybe give him the cooking segments that the fucking Los Parks don't have anymore. But I'm fucking done with this, dude. This was fucking bad. (laughs) Saving the show. We get the main event. Hammerstone defends in a triple threat against Fatu and Mads Kruger, but before we get to the ring, David Marquez is interviewing Hammerstone. Where the fuck did Dave Marquez come from? This is fucking awesome for MLW that he's there now. Good fucking call. Anyway, they had a good match. I mean, it's par for the course. We've seen a lot of shit with Fat 2 and Mads Kruger, Fat 2 and Hammerstone over the past year. Uh, they had a great match. Hammer fucking hits the Nightmare Pendulum on Mads Kruger, gets the win. Fatu gets attacked backstage by Bestia Say Say Says. So we got some fucking feuding going on there. And Hammerstone's moving on to Richard Holiday. 
He's got some good shit in MLW. Oh, bonus count. Alicia Atute announced that she signed a new deal with MLW, and it was her idea to become an on-screen character. And Court Bauer said, go for it. Has been paying dividends because I like her and Richard Holiday finally being together. That's the Aww. three count for MLW. Bye bye, Microman. Didn't uh, who, Court ba- Oh, uh, Lindsay Dorado signed to MLW, right? Yeah, and Taya Valkyrie did too. Oh, yeah, that goodness. was announced today. I think Court yeah. Bauer. Oh, so then maybe Taya won't win then. Uh, well, Taya is wrestling Holiday to crown the inaugural MLW Women's Featherweight Champion, the May 13th taping in Philadelphia. Uh, we have Hammerstone Holiday. We have Fatu and Maz Kruger in a Weapons of Mass Destruction match. Discretion. Uh, the MLW World Tag Team Champions Hustle and Power, Calvin Tankman and EJ and Duca. Take I like that team Eric's a lot, man. And uh, 5150 in a three-way dance. And don't forget, the Sandman will be there. Oh, Fuck plus yeah. ACH against Matt Cross is a match. Dude, I hope we get the Sandman versus Gangrel. Oh, please sign me up. And Microman Microman fucking comes out. It's a tree. It's a tree way dance. Tree way dance. (laughs) Well, you got two trees and a fucking midget in there. Tree way. Hey, tiny tiny man. Little Microman. Same shit. Microman. Great call. A Teton. Do you guys know what time it is? Yeah, it's time for Microman to fucking hit the bricks. It's time for Kevin's top five. Oh, you already know my donkeys. All right, so I was on this big-time Bullet Club High watch New Japan for four hours on Sunday. So my question to myself was, who are the five most mainstream Bullet Club members of all time? And now you're thinking to yourself, yeah, this probably is a slam dunk. But I don't think it's as easy as many people would think. And I think the order of of the the oh my god, the, the entrance, I guess for lack of a better word, are more important or more inquisitive than the actual list itself. So these are the five most mainstream bullet club members of all the time. Mainstream, huh? All right, so mainstream. So you guys can figure it out. I think you guys get what I'm picking up, what I'm putting down. Success outside Bullet Club. People that who know who they know, uh, who did great things, not necessarily being associated with the Bullet Club. But this is all. This, this is why. Yeah, that's it. That's all I'm saying. So they're all former members of the Bullet Club. That's correct. Oh, okay. Matt, you want to go first? Uh, See, I'm more intrigued by the order than the actual names, but there's it, it might be a little tougher than people think. Wait, we have to give them to you in order? No, you don't have to. I, mean, I was thinking about doing that, but oh boy, we don't have to. All right, well, Kenny you... Omega's on the list. Yeah, Kenny Omega's on the list. Matt, Kenny Omega is number four on the list. Just because he's been all over the world and all over the place, I got to say AJ Styles has got to be up there, no? Tony, you bring that bell as hard as you want for the rest of the night. AJ Styles is number one. Fuck oh, yeah! Right. With a bullet! Club. <laughs> there you go. That's right. Uh, Prince Devitt, a.k.a. Finn Balor. Matt, you're right. Tony, ring the bell for it. Give him a little bell. Number five on the list. And they're former members, huh? Yes. Oh, okay. 
No, yes, yes. They're all, they're all, they're, none of them are in the Bullet Club. Okay. As presently constitute, constituted. Constituted. Okay. Um, I was gonna, I'm gonna go one direction, but I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pivot because I have a feeling you'd put him on because it's, wow, there goes Cody Rhodes. I would love to have heard who you thought I was gonna go with, but yes, Tony, Cody Rhodes, number three on the list. Fuck yeah. Are we going for the? Are we going through the for the clean clean sweep here? Yeah, it's all on you, sir. Adam Cole, baby. Tony, put that bell down. Whoa! No, Adam Cole did not make the list. All right, Kevin, you wanted to know who I was going to go with? That I was going to go with Adam Cole. <laughs> oh boy! All right. All right. No, we'll cross this bridge when we get to it. I think I think I got it. Oh boy. I'm gonna say J E double F. No, no, no. 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 What? Fuck all. All right. So we're down to the last bet. What's that, Matt? Is it the Young Bucks? Tony, get that bell back. Oh, Jesus. It is the Young Bucks at number two. Whoa. All right. So this wasn't as Exciting as I thought it was going to be. It was no, this was fun, dude. So, this was a good list. All right, so I mean, think about it: Prince Devitt, Fergal, Finn Balor, Fergal. You know, former. I, I love how Kevin just nonchalantly on the first name basis. Uh, you know, Prince Devitt, Fergal. I, you know what? I, when I said Fergal, I did not even remember that that was his real name. I thought that was his uh, gimmick name at some point. Yes, yeah, so number five, Fergal. Prince Devitt slash Finn Balor, Kenny Omega, number four, Cody Rhodes. Whoa! You're on the smoke and mirrors. Oh, no. Number two, the Young Bucks. Number one, the phenomenal AJ Styles. You know what? It was good. It was an easy list. Late. It's getting late. So easy no, it was a fun, dude, that was a fun list. Sometimes they don't have to go all that long to be That's to right. be awesome. She said. Hi-yo. Da-da-da-da-da-da. That's it's time for going home. Oh shit! Who's going home first, fellas? I gave mine. I gave mine already, but I'll gladly give it again if you're just joining us tomorrow night. NXT Spring Breaking. Joe Gacy in the main event, challenging Braun Breaker for the NXT Championship. It's weird that they released his heavy hand uh, Harlan, but he'll be going it alone, I guess. So Joe Gacy, I'm rooting for your brother. Nice, Matt. What you got? Uh, something that I, I wish we touched upon earlier, but we never got to it. Um, Cody Rhodes will Whoa! be on uh, Broken Skull Sessions this Friday. Whoa! You're so, only uh, Stone before, Cold Steve uh, Austin. Before WrestleMania. Ba- uh, all right, kid, let me ask a quick talk about AEW. What are you doing over there? Tell us about it. Whoa! I'll tell you about Backlash. Whoa! So before you watch WrestleMania Backlash, you can watch. Let's uh give me one of them IPAs, son. God damn! Why you got a tattoo on your neck, son? Well, it was really inexpensive. Whoa! I I was was fucking drunk. I was watching the your your AE dub uh, when you brought out the the scale. What the hell you think, son? Jesus what? Christ, you're lighting tables on Monday night. What the hell's wrong with you? Well, I'd like it to be a go-go. 
Uh, Tony, do you have a going home? Yes, I do. We're going to play Guess Who Wrote This Tweet. You guys ready? Yes. At Vince McMahon, like most promoters, has an insatiable urge to have control. He had no control watching his mom get beat up as a child, which is a horrendous thing for a kid to witness as their whore mom tries to make ends meet. Vince has failed to evolve. Fuck you, old man. Any guesses? Got it. Matt, who you got? I I know. I know who it is. Oh, you guys know. No, I didn't know. I know from you. You know from me. Oh, because did I send that to you guys? No, no, no. Wrong. I'm literally guessing from what you just said right now. Okay, what'd you guess? Jim Cornette. No. Vince Russo. Jim Cornette has said some pretty heinous shit. I don't think he would call Vince McMahon's, like, uh, attacked mother a whore. Russo? Kevin, no. you may not have seen it because I don't think I think he you may have not followed him or he may have blocked you. That would be the one and only Ryback. Feed me more. Oh no, fuck your it. mom's oh whore. <laughs> Whoa! Heinous fuck you, shit, Ryback, dude. fuck you. Dude, Whoa! heinous. Hey Ryback, fuck you. How do you say shit like that, dude? Like like as much as you hate the guy, holy fuck. He's uh he's got some issues that Ryback. Uh, Kate's good friend SRS uh, wrote in reply in honor of Ryback saying stupid abhorrent shit. I'm gonna watch Brian Danielson and Dolph Ziggler troll him on table for three. That's a great episode. I even forgot that existed, but that's fucking fantastic. Please go out of your way and celebrate the demise of Ryback as he falls further into obscurity, saying dumb shit like this. With the table for see three. Me? Where do you want to see me wrestle next? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's great too. His fucking, he was doing like food challenges for a while. And I think it was footage of him doing the one chip challenge became like a meme. It's fucking hilarious. Like people, people like crackback put him in their shit all the time. It's a big dumb animal. He is. And that's my going home. And I guess everybody went home. That's right. We're a bunch of big dumb animals. Next week, Brian R. Solomon joins us. Uh, Blood and fire. The unbelievable life story of wrestling's original chic. Uh, It's out on ECW press. Now you can get the Kindle version on Amazon. He also hosts a uh, podcast called Shut Up and Wrestle on the Arcadian Vanguard uh, Network. So he's a wrestling historian, a wrestling savant, and uh, it's going to be an interesting interview. Yeah, he also writes for PWI and Inside the Ropes. Fuck yeah, dude. And he was an editor um, at the WWE for a couple, for seven years. So I knew that. Been here for seven years. So that'll be a fun uh, talk next week. And uh, we're going to do a little Wizards Rewind next week. Uh, Back WWF Superstars Season 7, Episode 21. We're going to check that out. And uh, we're going to have a good time next week. Plus all the the happening news. We'll find out the picks. See what's happening here. Just to remind you all as we pull this train to the station. Tony's 57 and 28. Kevin's 55 and 30, and I am 49 and 36. Well, Eddie wins the race. Uh, we want to thank everybody out there for listening to the Shining Wizard podcast. Uh, like, rate, review, subscribe. Tell your friends that you enjoy the Shining Wizard. I just want to send this out there real quick. Thank you very much, Eric F. Call at the end of the interview. Great stuff, guys. Thank you very much, Eric. <clears throat> Uh, and uh, yeah, hit our link tree on our Twitter at Wizards Podcast. Find out where you can follow us. Buy a t shirt, join the Discord, 
all sorts of great stuff. Uh, JJ Rogue, Kevin Rogue will be defending his Can You Beat That Championship May 23rd. Uh, same episode as March A Rocket Kira uh, on the 16th, where we'll be doing Down the Aisle, which I know is a lot of people's favorite uh, new segment. Thanks to Tony. Uh, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Shining Wizards Wrestling Party. And people may not have told you this today, but we love you, and we love you, and we care about you, and we're thinking about you. So if you've got nobody else in this world, remember, you got us. Good night, Gracie. Go. I love that. Oh. Oh, you got it looking like crazy. I had to sneak it in there somehow. Yeah, I, can't be yeah. completely, I, can't, I can't be completely nice. Let's be fair. Let's throw it being nice. Nothing. Nothing's wrong with it. But I got to, you know, I got to slide it in there, you know? Like you like sliding oh. into DMs. White snake it in. That's right. Slide it in. Whoa! Got to slide it in. Oh. <laughs>